is Monty in the Morning, the show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Hey, yo, Lloyd, let's just get right to it. What a night in the NBA. (laughs) This, look, you guys know Jake. I have rarely seen Jake waiting on my doorstep like a lost puppy at 4 a.m. because his guy is about to win another ring. Let's go. Did the Utah Jazz get it right with the Russell Westbrook trade? It's a big deal. Here's a question. Are the Utah Jazz tanking? Will Russell Westbrook ever wear a Utah Jazz uniform? And now are the Phoenix Suns NBA championship material now that Kevin Durant is wearing a Phoenix Suns uniform. What an incredible transformative night in the NBA. This is everything we love, man. Yes. This is everything that we love in the NBA. This is everything that we love in sports. This is what we all talk about every single day. Um, and I, I just think, listen, when you when you have the this kind of news, this is why we do sports talk. This mm-hmm. is why we are fans of sports. Wow, what a night. The Monty Show, presented by our friends at The Advocates, theadvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business. Plain and simply put, you know you can trust The Advocates. They have all the experience you need. If somebody was driving distracted, if they were looking at their phone instead of paying attention to the road, that's not your fault. You didn't deserve to get in an accident. You do deserve an advocate to help you get what you need and what you deserve. Get to theadvocates.com. There's a button on their website that says chat with a lawyer live 24 7, 365, and it costs you nothing. You never pay a consultation fee. You never pay a retainer. You don't pay the advocates until they win your case at theadvocates.com. Let's get to work here on the Monty Show. Obviously, we are all aware of the Russell Westbrook trade last night that went down uh, right about 5 o'clock yesterday afternoon. The Utah Jazz acquired Russell Westbrook, a lightly protected first-round pick in 2027 from the L.A. Lakers. The Lakers get Jared Vanderbilt and Malik Beasley, as well as D'Angelo Russell from Minnesota. The Minnesota Timber Puppies acquire Mike Conley from the Utah Jazz, along with Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Some second-round picks in the deal. This is a massive shift in power in the Western Conference. And for the Utah Jazz, listen, Jazz fans, we saw the panic uh, in our group last night in the Monty Show exclusive uh, membership chat last night. We saw everybody freaking out about this deal on Twitter last night. It was like Jazz fans had been murdered or something. Crisis lockdown mode here at the house. Let me tell you, the Utah Jazz are not tanking. That's not what this is. And I understand why a lot of Jazz fans feel like they're tanking. I spoke to sources close to the Utah Jazz last night, and it was explained to me, and I I don't think that I could find better words. When you're tanking, you're trying to lose every game. You make trades for the purpose of losing. The Utah Jazz made this deal for the purpose of winning an NBA championship. Plain and simply put, that's what this trade was was about and I couldn't agree more when you get a a first round pick in the future 
and you have as much as $79 million in cap space would be the maximum amount of cap space. Their practical available cap space is $62 million after this trade for Russell Westbrook. I don't see how as a Jazz fan you are not jumping up and down, elated, excited about this deal, Jake, because I think this is that trade that transforms the fortunes of the Utah Jazz. Yeah, I mean, I think it's very clear. Jazz fans feel like, hey, we got rid of, you know, we, we moved a bunch of our trade capital and we only got, you know, a pick here, a pick there, nothing that we feel like was substantial. And yeah, Russell Westbrook's cool and everything, but he's probably not going to play for the team. That was the... That, to me, was the sentiment around this trade, and I feel like it's a little bit unjustified. I feel like, yeah, you know, you didn't get Kevin Durant back for your trade like the Suns did, but you have to understand where you are, or or rather who you are, where you are, and where you're going. I mean, that's the old saying, right? Understand that you're the Utah Jazz. Understand that right now you're 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 in a position where you you've got this young core that really has been quite productive, I feel like, this season for where you're at. And moving into the future, you need to have cap space and draft capital to build this team the way they want to build it. So to me, this this deal makes a lot of sense. I mean, again, I, I think that it's hard for a lot of Jazz fans to understand why this is a good deal because they don't understand how valuable potentially having $79 million in cap space really is. And I know everyone's probably burned out on, you know, the Danny Ainge is great stuff already. But I'm telling you, these are the kind of deals you make to set yourself up to make a splash in the summer. And that's what I feel like this is. This is, hey, we're going to position ourselves to operate in the summer window and we're going to go out and get some stuff done. But right now, it's wintertime. It's not summertime. Right now, we're at the trade deadline. We're not in the summer window. So we got to make these moves first before we can just go out and start building this team. So to me, I feel like it made perfect sense. I I still maintain that this Jordan Clarkson situation is fluid. A lot of people noticed that Jordan wasn't exactly thrilled in his post-game media availability. He wasn't exactly the usual chipper, you know, upbeat Jordan Clarkson. So a lot of people started (laughs) trying to connect dots and saying that, you know, Jordan was going to get traded. And I'm here to tell you that, you know, Ryan Smith doesn't want to move Jordan Clarkson. And I think that we shouldn't get ahead of, of this deal that just took place. Like, you shouldn't move on to JC just because you think this is a bad deal. Well, I can tell you, uh, again, after talking to sources close to the Jazz last night, that indeed they are open for business today. It's not like the Utah Jazz are done. They have a couple of pieces of, of business to conduct. Number one, I think first and foremost, the Utah Jazz will, in fact, meet with Russell Westbrook. Um, a buyout is the likely outcome but I was told specifically last night that the Utah Jazz are open to having Russell Westbrook on the team. It's simply a matter of where does he fit? How does he see himself? Does he see himself being a productive member of the Utah Jazz? But I think also I was told by NBA sources last night that Russell Westbrook absolutely wants a buyout. Russ would like to end up in a playoff situation. The Chicago Bulls would probably be the leaders um, in in the Russell Westbrook sweepstakes, uh, although he is going to have many, many suitors, including Miami and Atlanta, who both would like to talk to Russ. I mean, it's simply a matter of where is Russell Westbrook's mentality for the Utah Jazz? Because the Utah Jazz, keep in mind, 
don't have to buy him out. They do not have to make him a free agent. And I do think, from what I was told last night, that the Jazz and Russell Westbrook will have a conversation as soon as this trade is finalized. They will meet with Russell Westbrook and they will make a determination after this trade deadline as to what they will do with Russ. But I would not, I would not put it at 100% that they will buy him out. I would put it at 90, 90% that the Utah Jazz will buy Russell Westbrook out, but there is a there is a small percentage uh, that Russell Westbrook remains with the Utah Jazz and that they would have him in a Utah Jazz uniform. I, I don't think there's any question that if Russell Westbrook expressed a desire to play for the Utah Jazz, that Ryan Smith and Danny Ainge would absolutely keep him in the organization. Again, I'm not telling you that's likely. I'm telling you it's possible. And I think that, overwhelmingly the odds are in favor of the Jazz buying Russell Westbrook out and I think he ends up in Miami or in Chicago but we'll we'll wait and see but the other part of this as well that I think is really intriguing is that I was told by an NBA source very early this morning that the Utah Jazz in fact did call the Brooklyn Nets uh, about Kevin Durant and I think this makes all the sense in the world um, because we've talked about this for going on a year now this cannot be the same Utah Jazz team that we're all used to. And the Utah Jazz called the, the Brooklyn Nets on Kevin Durant uh, earlier this week when it became apparent that he wanted to be dealt. And as it was explained to me uh, this morning, Kevin Durant did not say, hey, I demand to be traded. There were conversations between KD and the Brooklyn Nets, and Kevin Durant simply expressed frustration and disappointment about the way that Kyrie Irving was treated by the Nets. He straight up told Joe Sy and, and Kevin Durant and Joe Sy have been talking directly here. By the way, the owner of the Nets, Joe Sy, they've been talking one-to-one. -one. And Kevin Durant told Joe Sy he was, he was almost emotional with Joe Sy, as it was explained to me, about the way that Kyrie Irving was treated by the Nets. He felt like Kyrie was not only disrespected, but Kyrie Irving was a scapegoat for what was going wrong in Brooklyn. And he felt like, if you're going to treat Kyrie Irving that way, how are you going to treat me? And he specifically, with Josiah, I am told, referenced the fact that the Brooklyn Nets refused to guarantee the totality of Kyrie Irving's contract. That money was not the issue because the Nets stepped to the plate with Kyrie Irving and offered him a, a, the maximum available to him, but they refused to guarantee it. They wanted conditions attached to that money. Kevin Durant felt like that was disrespectful. And ultimately, the way that the Nets dealt with Kyrie Irving is the reason that Kevin Durant is a Phoenix Sun this morning and not a Brooklyn Net. And if I'm, if I'm the NBA, I, you know, I look at this, and Jake, I think what I'm saying to myself today is there's no player in this league that's not available. If there's a guy that I've coveted, I'm calling that team and I'm asking about that player because you have no idea what's going on behind closed doors. Yeah, and, and that's why I say, like, you know, as far as deals and stuff are concerned, like, that's why I've been saying, you know, the last 10 days that, you know, six hours in NBA time, eight hours, 10 hours is is a lifetime. I mean, you can make a deal happen in, in a matter of minutes. I mean, it, it's re it really comes down to circumstances and in value and like what these guys connect on. And, that, and that's why I try to bring that perspective because it quite literally is people on a phone call or, or I assume video chat at some time, you know, speaking about trades. That's, I mean, that's just quite literally what it is. And then they just got to play by financial rules and, you know, draft compensation rules and all that. So to me, it's like this Kevin Durant situation, well, as a, as a, from a fan perspective, it, cause I'm 
obviously a huge NBA fan. I love it. I think it's great for the league. I think I think it I think it's exactly what NBA fans want and I think frankly it's what NBA fans deserve. I think I think this brings back the 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 great Western Conference that that I grew up as uh you know, I grew up with as a kid. I mean, you, you know, you're talking about, you know, Kyrie, Kevin Durant, LeBron like, you know. Well, and that's not to undersell the lead, but the Lakers got a lot better yesterday. Yeah. I think when you look at this deal that they did with the T-Wolves the and, the, and the Jazz, I mean, they got Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt as well as D'Angelo Russell. You just completely transform your team because now instead of running out, you know, a, a Russell Westbrook in the fourth quarter, D'Angelo Russell and Malik Beasley are going to be on that team. You just went from really no truly reliable three-point shooters along the – LeBron and Anthony Davis to two really reliable three-point shooters around Anthony Davis and LeBron James. Malik Beasley, as we're all well aware here in Utah, this is a guy that can make it at a very high clip. He's anywhere from 37 to 40% uh, from three-point. I mean, that is significantly better yes. than anything that the, the, the Lakers have had. I think going back to their days with Cantavius Caldwell-Pope, who clearly shot them to a championship in the bubble, you haven't had that since then. And now you're in a situation where you've been able to transform that lineup. You want to talk about a Western Conference. The Phoenix Suns are now 5-1 to one mm -hmm. to win the NBA championship. They went from really out of the conversation on NBA championship you know, caliber clubs to the NBA championship caliber club with Boston and Milwaukee. And oh, by the way, what did the Phoenix Suns do? They finally got rid of the storm cloud, Jay Crowder, who's been hanging over them for um, the entire season. And they did it without trading, who I think still is one of the most talented bigs in this league, and DeAndre Ayton. Yeah. You now have a lineup with Kevin Durant. You now compare Kevin Durant with Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, and Chris Paul being out of the lineup almost doesn't matter anymore yeah. because you have a guy in, in Kevin Durant, you have a guy in Devin Booker, they could both bring the ball up the floor. Yeah. And you have a guy in DeAndre Ayton who is, I think, the best pick-and-pop big man in the NBA right now. Everything he's not defensively, and DeAndre Ayton has holes defensively, everything he's not, he is as an offensive player. This is, this is transformative for the Western Conference. The Lakers, the Suns, Got much better yesterday, Jake. I, I think you're exactly well, I, right. I just feel like the NBA season started yesterday. I, like, I'm not even being dramatic. I feel like yesterday was the start of the NBA season because now, now I look around the league and I'm like, all right, now we got some teams. Now we got some teams that, like, now I can say, okay, the Suns can go and battle Milwaukee. The Suns can go and battle Boston. The Lakers, you know, I, I think the transition for the Suns is going to be a lot easier than it is for the Lakers. I think that... D'Angelo Russell is a damn good player, but he's going to have to learn how to play with LeBron again. He's going to have to learn his role, and, yeah. and they're going to need him to make shots. D'Lo has a propensity to disappear sometimes in bigger moments, and I think that he he's a hell of a player, and I think it's a huge upgrade, but they but he's definitely going to need to improve. But I think for Malik Beasley, I, I think he couldn't have asked for a better landing spot, but I don't want to get away from all the people listening to our show right now who are Utah Jazz fans at the same time because... I think Jazz fans are, I'm not going to say all of Jazz Nation is pissed about this trade, but there is, a mo I would say like 70% of of the group chat that we have, our membership exclusive group chat. I would also say the Twitter reaction. People, people feel like this is a bad trade, and I'm telling you guys, it's not a bad trade. You have to understand 
where the Jazz are at. And by the way, we need to address this tanking topic. They're not tanking. What is the very definition of tanking, as you just said? Hey, you're, you're, you're operating with the intent to lose games. You're trying to lose games to go out and get VW, to go out and get Scoot. That's not what they're doing right now. Well, and I think this story about the Jazz pursuit of Kevin Durant tells you everything you need to know about where the mindset of, of Ryan Smith and Danny Ainge are. And I, I think one of the things that's so critical here is the Utah Jazz called Brooklyn on Tuesday and asked about Kevin Durant. That's a big flipping deal. The issue was they didn't have the bullets in the chamber that Phoenix had. Yeah. Phoenix, as we've talked about for a month now, had all of their future first-round picks. They gave up four future first-round picks to get Kevin Durant, including 2023. That is a big, big deal. And I think when you, when you look at this trade and you start to understand how Phoenix was able to get this trade, do you understand what the Suns gave up? They gave up Mikhail Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, and four unprotected first-round picks. I'm Kevin Durant. You know who I am. That's unbelievable. And to me, that's exactly what you should have gotten because now Brooklyn's in a situation where they're going to flip Royce O'Neal and Jay Crowder today, and they're going to get more draft capital in return. Yes. They fixed their salary cap. They have significant draft capital. They can sign anybody. They can trade for anybody. They can draft somebody. Are you talking about the Nets or are you talking about the Utah Jazz? But that's that's exactly my point. And when we talk about the Jazz in this situation, if you today are hanging your head saying, oh, we're tanking, you know, like all the people on Twitter last night saying, oh, it's too late. We should have done this in the, in the beginning of the season. No, you should not have. Because this team, I can tell you, I have talked to source after source after source who has said this Utah Jazz team is all in on competing for an NBA championship in the next five years, and they'd like to do it in year three, which means not this season, not next season, but the season after that, the 24-25 season, the Utah Jazz fully expect to be competing for an NBA championship. Yeah. And today... They have put themselves in position to do that. And by the way, they're not done because I was also told by a source this morning that they have at least a dozen teams who have called them this week alone on Jordan Clarkson. Yeah. Now, the asking price has not come down. It's two first-round picks and a player, which is just astronomical if we're being honest about it. Yeah. But I think there's a there is a better than than there's a better than 60% chance that they trade Jordan Clarkson today because I agree with you. JC last night was not happy in the in the locker room. Yeah. That much was very clear. Well, things have changed. Well, things have significantly changed, but this is, and not to go after media members again, but nobody asked if Rudy Gay, Rudy Gay is sitting in his locker and nobody asked him, do you want to be traded? They Everybody talked around it and... Hey, are you thinking about your situation? What the hell does that even mean? Somebody needs to ask Jordan Clarkson, do you want to be traded? Well, now you're not going to get the shot. They're in Toronto tomorrow. Yep. You're not going to see them. Somebody needs to ask Jordan Clarkson if he wants to be traded. Were you open to a trade? That's the kind of questions that needed to be asked, and they were not asked. And it's very difficult when you are Jordan Clarkson and you see your closest teammates... Yeah. Being moved, 
How can you not be upset about that? <clears throat> if you're, and again, I'll go back to what I was told, I don't know, a month ago now, I guess. Yeah. Jordan Clarkson turned down any extension talk. He was not offered an extension. Let's be very clear about Jordan Clarkson. Yeah. JC was not offered an extension. He refused to have conversations about an extension. And he told the Jazz, according to sources, which I've confirmed with three different sources now, that Jordan Clarkson told the Jazz, I don't want to disrespect you. Mm -hmm. Now is not the appropriate time to have contract extension talks simply because the Jazz are not in a position where they can offer him any more than $16 million a year. And as our sources have said for over a month, Jordan Clarkson is likely going to get an offer in the neighborhood of 22 to $24 million per season for three years with a fourth-year option. I was talking to somebody yesterday about this. It is likely to win Jordan Clarkson. You're going to have to include a fourth-year option. Yeah. You're talking about $96 million worth of an extension. The Jazz can't even get in that neighborhood. They can offer him a maximum of $16 million a year right now. He's going to become a free agent this summer. Then they can negotiate with him. The belief is, as I reported on the show yesterday, around the NBA, that Ryan Smith, the owner of the Utah Jazz, does not have a desire to trade Jordan Clarkson. They believe that they will be able to re-sign Jordan Clarkson in the summer. But it feels like something changed. Jordan Clarkson is not a guy who talks to the media often. And when he does, he generally doesn't put his cards on the table. Last night, with the emotions you saw in him, his cards were on the table. Yeah. And I think it dramatically alters the perception around the NBA of whether or not Jordan Clarkson's available. Uh-oh. Because you can't tell me if Danny Ainge goes to Jordan Clarkson and says, hey, uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, the Cleveland Cavaliers, the, by the way, did anybody notice that the Toronto Raptors got Jakob Pertle yesterday? Uh-huh. That's a shocking move. Because you don't go and trade for Jakob Pertl if you're trading for Fred Van Vliet and Pascal Siakam. So that was an interesting move. But you look around this league, the Lakers are in business on, on, on picking up bench now. You look at the Clippers, the Clippers have not addressed their point guard position. They absolutely are open for business. And again, the Miami Heat and the Atlanta Hawks have absolutely been in on Jordan Clarkson. Uh-huh. The issue was they wanted Malik Beasley first. Well, guess what? That's not available anymore. Yeah, Malik Beasley's an L.A. Laker. John Collins, that trade is likely dead at this point for the Lakers, or excuse me, for the for the Utah Jazz. But Jordan Clarkson's available. It's just a matter of what you're going to have to pay to get him. Yeah, and I just think that, you know, when we, when in parlance of the conversation that we're about to have through the comments section, I'm sure, and again, Remember, I can't really see the comments before I make those kind of statements, but I'm sure our comment section is loaded with, hey, this is a mistake. Oh, wait, 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 wait. BTS Dance Studio. Oh, what's up, BTS? Danny Ainge got ripped off. Uh-huh. He got ripped off. He got and ripped I'm off. I'm sure he did. He did not. <laughs> there yeah, there is sure. no part of this trade. Listen, again, when you look at this trade, what did you do? You acquired another f- first-round pick. What do you think the chances of the Utah Jazz drafting in the Lakers spot in 2027 is? What do you think the value of that pick in 2027 is going to be? My guess is not good. My guess is the Jazz will package that and trade that pick for somebody else. Mm -hmm. The idea that the Jazz got ripped off 
And with all due respect, BTS Dance Studio, you either don't know the NBA or you're just trying to be negative Nathan today. With all due respect. Because there's no part of this jazz trade where Danny Ainge got ripped off. Yeah. They traded three guys in Vando, Beasley, and Mike Conley who are never going to be part of their championship teams. They got a lightly protected, remember, that pick does not convey or change hands if the the Lakers have to draft in the one, two, three, or fourth spot for that pick not to come through. The chances that the Lakers are ever one of the four worst teams in the NBA. Look at what they did here. Do you really think the Lakers with no first-round picks? Now, do you really think the Lakers are a team that just sits on their hands and hopes for the best? No. They're not. That pick is never going to be is never going to be drafted drafted by the Utah Jazz. They're going to trade that pick. And that's what I think Jazz fans are having trouble with today. Understanding, hey, well what like looking at the trade at face value, you know, if you just look at it at face value, it doesn't look like the Jazz got a lot. And that's why I think Jazz fans are upset and we're getting silly comments like, you know, Danny Ainge got ripped off. The <laughs> the thing here is that you have to understand this is not like, the Suns trade is take it at face value. This is what they got. Time to go win championships, right? Like, that's a trade you look at on face value. But the Jazz trade is different because the Jazz trade isn't about right now. You're not, you're that's not right. making deals for tomorrow. You're making deals for three years from now. You're, you're basically saying, okay... Lori Markinen and Ochai and Walker Kessler three years from now are going to need a dynamic wing score. And to go and get a dynamic wing score, we got to have cap space. And at a minimum, we got to have draft picks. So let me get this right. For all of the Danny got ripped off, for all of the Danny has lost control and doesn't know what the hell he's doing, people, they've got 15 first-round picks over the next, what, five years? 15. Or whatever. Like, you've got insane draft capital to work with. And whether you use that in the draft or you trade it, as we've been discussing, the point is you've got 15 and you've got massive cap space. So I'm trying to understand how, as a Utah Jazz fan, you, you like I saw comments last night that said, man, I wish we'd have never traded Rudy and Don. I wish we'd have just kept that team. I'm trying to understand how you want to keep a team that's financially built that way versus ripping the whole thing down for a, a three-year experience, a three-year turnaround to go and compete. And I would also say again, what does this team need? This team needs dynamic wing players. Who got traded early this morning, late last night? Kevin Durant, <coughs> the most dynamic wing player in this league, arguably. Yeah. And what did it take to get him? Four first-round picks. Four first-round picks. That's what this league requires, and especially in a situation where you have challenges related to perception versus reality and free agency. So you're not going to be able to go out and sign any free agent you want. You have to have the hammer for trades. Yes. So that guys like Kevin Durant, guys of that ilk, and yeah, sure, some will say I won't go to Utah. Overwhelmingly, nine out of 10 guys are going to come to Utah in a trade. They are because guys want to win. Guys want to win. It's that simple. Uh, Anton gives us a $5 tip. It says the cap space is nice, but are elite free agents willing to come to Utah? Also, the Westbrook trade makes zero sense if you're not going to trade JC as well. 
I think it makes no sense to keep Jordan Clarkson. But I'm a talk show host. I'm not an NBA general manager. And again, I can only go on what our sources have told us. And now look, again, I understand. Trust me, bro, has treated us terribly. We have never gotten anything right. We're a couple of hacks on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. But as our sources have told us for weeks and months now, Ryan Smith doesn't want to trade Jordan Clarkson. Yeah. That's a bad basketball decision. That It just is what it is. He's in demand around the league. Yeah. Go, go and get more capital. Go and get more whatever. Yeah. Do what you got to do. I, I like, How do you not call the Knicks today and and see if you can get a an Emmanuel quickly? Why wouldn't you ask for that? Yeah, I mean, we see know. See what you can get from the Knicks. Yeah, and I, and I think this this the the... The way they've gone about running this franchise and making these moves has been pretty good so far. The only move that I haven't really liked, but I understand, is Boyan Bogdanovich. But that's very interesting because what have we talked about on this show? They, in my opinion, tried to screw the Lakers on Boyan Bogdanovich. Yeah. That's just my opinion. But back then, the Lakers were not willing to give you a first-round pick for, for Boyan Bogdanovich. Right. Clearly, things have changed. I don't think anybody knew that LeBron could perform at this level. So they were willing to part with their first round picks. So what did the Jazz do? They made a trade. They leveraged the, the Lakers to get... Do you guys understand that the, the Utah Jazz now have between 62 and $79 million, depending on who's on the roster, when they're on the roster, all that stuff. They could have a minimum of $62 million in cap space. That's a ton. I said $62 million in cap space. I mean, and you're unhappy this morning. They could have as much as $79 million in cap space, and you're unhappy this morning. Think about I, what a superstar player makes on, you know, the average, you know, come on. Your, your Kevin Durant, your Kyrie's, your Lucas. These guys are making 30 to $40 million usually a year. That's yeah, usually I, I, I am, what you're going to pay. And the fact that you have 15 first round picks to work with. Over the next, I mean, it's Bro. a ridiculous number, and that's what I'm saying. Like, you look at the Suns deal, and I and I love all the people, you know, who are like, oh, well, you know, free agents wouldn't come here, and yada yada yada. What do you mean free agents wouldn't come here? How long had Phoenix been the scourge of the NBA? And look where they are. Yeah. Right. Like now, Kevin Durant's willing to come here and play because you have Devin Booker, <laughs> because you have your guy. This is such a good morning for Jazz fans. Uh, amazing. J-Rod gives us a $5 tip, says Jazz freed up close to $48 million in salary cap. Players will come for money. Young teams with some studs for the future. Kessler and Markkinen. That's exactly right. Yeah, I, I, I think Walker Kessler, now forget what happened last night. I think that game. You were never winning last night. That Let's was a trade hangover game. Yeah. I just would, who cares about that? I'm telling you. This is as good as it gets for the Utah Jazz, uh, in, in my opinion. Anyway, uh, all right, let's run through some comments here as we talk Utah Jazz basketball presented by our good friends at Quick Quack Car Wash. You know that all of our Utah Jazz talk and NBA talk is presented by Quick Quack Car Wash, the best car wash in Utah, hands down. It's not even a conversation. You go there, I, and I go to the district in South Jordan. The line is always long because it's a great car wash, but I'm never there more than five, seven minutes. And I'm through the wash. Then you go, you use the free vacuums. I love that they have the accessory attachment for your for the vacuum so that, you, I mean, every vacuum station has two hoses. 
One, that big wide triangle for the carpets. And the other one's this accessory attachment for your cup holders, your seats, between the seats. I mean, they've thought of it all. They're towels. They give you nice damp towels to dry your car off. It's perfect. That's why you go to Quick Quack Car Wash. They're nice people. You never put your credit card into a machine. You always hand it to somebody. And if you're like me, you get a membership, so you never have to hand them your credit card. They put in your license plate. They walk up to my car every time. Hey, Monty, here's your free dashboard wipe. Anything else you need today? In a, in a shirt, with a tie, with a smile. What more do you need out of Quick Quack Car Wash? Let's get your thoughts in here this morning. What's up, Eric and Raleigh? Jake is already preparing to move back to Phoenix. Return of PHX Supercars. Oh, yeah, dude. I've already got, I got the U-Haul packed up, like the Subies <laughs> on, the, on the cart. Like, we're good to go, dude. We are good to go. Oh, uh, the macho man who's a member of the program. The program. Uh, oh, hey, a new member this morning. How about that? Uh, Rudy Sanchez is a new member of the program this morning let's go rudy sanchez we have a lot of comments today comments um wow yeah i i generally there There it is is. right there hey rudy sanchez appreciate you what's up dude rudy sanchez now make sure you dm jake at um slc jake (laughs) see eric and raleigh you're messing with the old man's mind slc jake dm him on on instagram rudy because you get into our members only instagram chat you get access to our merch drops which now i'm personally in charge of hey it's coming baby merch drops coming um you get access to our march 10th events uh with max tooley and um with our fine brant keithy I am so stoked that Brant's yes. going to be there at our March 10th birthday bash. My birthday is February 19th. We're having a big party here at the Maverick Center. Uh, March 10th, Brant Keithy, Max Tooley will be there. You get all of our trade information first. I always put it in the Instagram group before I tweet it so you know about it before anybody else. Click the join button, become a member of the Monty Show uh, group. And I'm telling you, that chat on Instagram is is worth its weight in gold so rudy sanchez welcome to the uh welcome to the program uh let me put a link in there for you guys uh i'll put a link into the uh comment section but it's really the community we have built up here this trade stuff we've been talking about this for over 12 hours now yeah um like we've been having this conversation with our guys for for long before this trade went down. By the way, um, by the way, should be noted, we're also on subscriber watch. I don't know if anybody forgot. We are on subscriber watch. We're on subscriber watch. watch. We're at 10,925 subs. At 11,000 subs, we're going to pick a winner to take you to the last Utah Jazz game of the year. Um, the yeah. last game ever at Vivint Arena. Yeah. Uh, against the Denver Nuggets, we're going to take you plus one. So I'm telling you. Dude, subscribe to the channel, become a, a member. I just put a link in. It's $9.99 a month. You can cancel anytime. Uh, really appreciate Rudy Sanchez. Appreciate you, bro. Welcome. Really good to see you. Uh, no salt intended. Says if they would uh, have traded for just okay player, we would have just continued to be just okay. Ainge is not done, but it may take some time to see it. Patience. Thank you, No Salt Intended. Great take. Really well said. Great take. Lee Jensen, who's a member of the program, says, join the membership. It's totally worth it. Sometimes it's too much content, which I've never said about a channel. Hey, I appreciate that, Lee. Love that, dude. Love that, dude. Um, Let's see. Let's go. Brandon Butler, a member of the show, says, now the Jazz can trade and not send anything but picks. They can, correct. I, I, I think you're looking at today for the Utah Jazz, Kelly Olenek and Jordan Clarkson. 
I think those two guys are absolutely names that I would be paying attention to. Talon Horton Tucker is a guy I would be paying attention to. Seemingly forgotten on this team, by the way. Well, I mean, it's when you make the, the level of trades they've made, I mean, I, I really hope that this translates to Frank Jackson getting NBA time this year. Would love to and see it. He's with the, the Salt Lake Stars, the G League affiliate of the, 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 the Jazz. I really hope that Frank Jackson ends up in the NBA. It'd be good to see what he has. Lee also says the last 24 hours has been insane so far. Yes, exactly right. Well, this is what we talked about, right? We talked about how, you know, because again, we've been on the trade deadline stuff for the last 10 days or so, and we've been been talking about the fact that, you know, with 24 hours to go, it's going to get crazy. It's going, we're going to get into insane times. And I think the Kevin Durant thing really sort of popped off this deadline. That to me... You know, well, was the was the the headliner? Who is who is now on the outside looking in in the West? The Warriors, the Golden State Warriors, yeah. and boy, you want to talk about a guy that I think is fascinating. I I look at James Wiseman. If you're not excited about James Wiseman, I think you're crazy. James Wiseman's available, and if I am the Utah Jazz, if I am if I am any other team that needs a young, dynamic 3-4 combo guy, I'm going, and he's really a four, if we're being honest, where he is today, I'm I'm calling Golden State. Yeah. I'm all in on James Wiseman because he can really do everything. He can shoot it a little bit. He attacks the rim. He needs help developmentally speaking on defense. That's where he needs help. He needs probably to grow his and mature mentally. But this is a cat that's really young. He's really talented. He's a physical freak. James Wiseman's a guy that's available, but I also think there's been a lot of talk about Draymond Creed and Jordan Poole being available on that club as well. I think there's some credence to that. I think, and I know Jordan Poole just signed that deal. I don't know what his trade restrictions are, but there's a lot of people who believe that Draymond Creed's going to be a Laker a year from now. Um, and there's a lot of people who also believe that outside of Steph, there really are not untouchables on that team. Yeah. And I think they're in they're in financial difficulty as far as luxury tax goes. Man, if I'm the Golden State Warriors and I see the Phoenix Suns um have acquired Kevin Durant, now I'm really worried about my ability to repeat as an NBA champion and that's all that matters in Golden State. I'm I'm trying to make deals today. I'll be very interested. I would watch the Golden State Warriors very, very closely. Yeah, I mean that's a team that I'm like, all right, like if I'm the Golden State Warriors, I'm I'm calling Toronto. I'm I'm trying to get I'm trying to get some defense out of this team. I want to see about OG. I want to see, you know, I like I'd be calling around the league looking for that. And and, and obviously if they can get their hands on another score or something, sure. But th- they have plenty of scoring. They need they need defense. I think I'd be watching Golden State in the West, and I really think Brooklyn's got more business to do. I mean, I have to believe. I have to believe they'd like to, if they can, trade Royce O'Neal. There's been some chatter around the league about Nick Claxton. Uh-huh. I, I, I don't know how willing they are to trade Nick Claxton. That would be very interesting. But you look at what they got back. The, the, the Nets didn't just fall off the face of the earth. What the Nets need, and they probably will wait till the summer to do it, they need a star now. Yeah. Because you have Mikhail Bridges, who's a 20 to 25 point a night guy, and a lockdown defender, arguably the best on-ball defender next to Marcus Smart in the NBA. Yeah, I mean, it's not like the Nets are terrible or the Nets are out of contention for the next five years. You got draft capital, cap space, and now you've got really good young wings. But now you have, what, half a dozen wing players on that team? 
I, you know, the other thing, and I know we just talked about this yesterday, this op opens up room for Cam Thomas now. Mm -hmm. This allows him to play a lot more minutes. He should flourish. He, he should really flourish. should. And, and I think that he's somebody that, you know, could easily build into, you know, and again, I know it was only three games, and I know he's got a lot of work to do, and, and we don't want to get too far out ahead of ourselves, but if the guy can just get, you know, what? 25 a night i mean the guy's shown he can put up 40 if you can just be 25 a night and seven eight dimes you're gonna get your ass paid in this league and if the, if he does that that gives the nets a lot of options do we want to keep them do we want to move them do like there and, and by the way i'd also remind people what's flying under the radar is jalen brown jalen yes. brown just took an elbow to the he face he broke his face night. jason tatum and jalen brown collided and you have that you have the worst situation in the NBA, the worst situation in basketball, where you're Jalen Brown on the floor, and you're you're looking up, and here comes Jason Tatum. They collide, and Jason Tatum elbowed, um, you know, Jalen Wright. I believe it was on the left side of his face, and Tatum put an elbow right into his cheekbone. He has yeah. a a pretty significant facial fracture. So now they're going to be without one of their star players for a couple of weeks here. But my here. point with that was just that we had heard rumblings before this Durant to Phoenix thing had happened. There had been rumblings for a week or two about, hey, Brooklyn and Boston and Jalen and KD. And like, so I my opinion is that I think for the, pri the right price, you could go and get Jalen Brown. And if I'm the Nets, I might inquire on that just to see what that would take. Well, I, I and I think... I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I think we're going to get a lot of moves today. This Kevin Durant domino has been teetering for what? Six, six eight months now? Back to the summer? Yeah. Like back to June, July? Goes all the way back to that, yeah. We heard rumblings in June, but I mean, really, July, it was really, you know, busy. But what was the difference then? The, the difference was the price. I mean, the price was, and they yeah. ultimately got a similar price. I mean, you saw the package they got. But back then, Man. the conversation around the league was, Hey, they're just asking way too much. Joe side just wants, you know, the, the galaxy. He doesn't just want the moon. He wants the entire solar right. system, bro. That's right. You know, and so it was just too much. Hey, by the way, new member on the program. Let's, Let's go. go. Let's go. Brandon Strickland joins the program. Brandon, welcome to the show. Appreciate you being here. Make sure you DM Jake. SLC Jake on Instagram. He'll put you into our members only group on Instagram. We're, we're, we're pushing 100 members now, guys. Yes. And let's go. Let's get it done. Uh, join join the program. Like I said, the, the membership, all this other stuff you get is cool. Yeah, you get to meet cool football players and have events. That's all fun. But the community that we've built on this show, being at, you know, almost 11,000 subscribers now, um, 927 we're at, 10,927. You look at the group of guys that we have on this show that talk every day. Ken Williams is a, a cattle farmer in Wyoming. Um, Jake's a douchebag in Salt Lake City. Like well, you have a, a, a world famous actor and model in Greg Hawkins. Like yes. you have all of these dynamic people from San Diego, California, Los Angeles. Like you have this dynamic group of people that support each other. We argue over tanking and not tanking. We talk about how to smoke wings and why real men only eat drums and ranch dressing. Yeah, like, that's stupid. We have the, it, I'm warning you, we have the, the real important life conversations like why blue cheese lies to you and calls itself Roquefort so it can infect your intestines. Like we have these important transformative conversations on a daily basis. <laughs>
in the Instagram group. Travis Bird constantly putting pictures of him with famous people and leaving voice notes hey guys. repeatedly. Hey, guys. It's an unbelievable group of people. Yeah. And now, Brandon Strickland's part of it. Really appreciate you guys. $9.99 a month. Cancel anytime. It's it, uh, Trust me when I say you won't because it's awesome. Hey, look at our guy. Prismac from Poland. Prismac from What's Poland. up, my guy? How's Good to see sausage? you. Uh, I also don't understand why we keep Clarkson. We should trade him. Uh, in summer, he will go away for nothing. Correct. Well, Correct. I don't disagree with that. And, and the belief that, well... Hey, we he wants to re-sign here, and it's all kosher, and everything's awesome. It's not, because you're not going to pay Buddy $100 million to be a Utah Jazz man. You're That's not. That's right. You're not. That's right. I think it really is, it really is interesting that I, I just don't understand why they're not making this deal. You know, like, I, I want to, I want to understand it. Well, I want to know why, why, why... What's I would love to be able to ask Ryan Smith, and we've asked him probably a dozen times now to come on the show. He never will. But but I'd love to be able to ask the guy, what is the fascination with Jordan Clarkson? I understand he's great for the organization. I understand yeah. he's been awesome in the community. Like he's Jordan Clarkson. I want to put this out there. Jordan Clarkson is quite literally the definition of a of a lovely guy in your franchise like 100%. he's never a problem 100%. like he's high energy guy mr four-pointer like does everything that you would want a guy to do to represent your organization but the reality of the situation is he's been here for i think five seasons now i believe that's what it is it's time it, it just unfortunately it's time that's yeah. the business of the nba and by the way it's not just about hey like you should move him because you don't want to you shouldn't want to pay him that much it's also about hey he's done so much for your organization you should do right by him and allow him to go and get that last big contract in his career i mean when's the next time jordan clarkson could potentially get a hundred million dollars, but definitely will get sixty to seventy million dollars. Oh, and he's he's what is he thirty one now? Like I mean, yeah. it's just. It, I agree with you. It's time. Yeah. There, there's, there's no doubt about that. Snipes Entertainment. What's up? Teams in play in the lot uh, in our lot teams in the play in our lottery teams. The NBA let them play on to make money. In my era, there were only one to eight seats. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, the play in thing. That's a whole another. I love it though, but I. I because I think it keeps fans involved. I think it it keeps you wanting more from the NBA. So I don't have a problem with that. It has absolutely changed the the way teams do business because you do make more money just even if you get the one game. Yeah. You make more money. But at some point, a play-in team is going to win a championship. At some point, That's yes. going to happen. It's an incredibly difficult hill to climb. Let's, let's be honest about it. The Jazz right now are now out of the play-in spot, but... Imagine the Utah Jazz running through the Western Conference and then winning the NBA Finals from a play-in spot. It's like a wild card team in the NFL. I'm, like, it, it, but that happens, yeah. right? I think it's really, I think it's been really good. I, I don't, you know, Snipes, I don't know if you like it or not. I, I, I do like it a lot. Uh, what's up, Holabilly? Now, Holabilly's a member as well, but I warn you now, he's a Minnesota Wild fan, so if you're gonna <coughs> if you're gonna interact with him, you should probably use it like a. A nose plug or something to block the stench. Yeah, it's, I, I, it's, I'm just I'm yeah. just putting mm. that out there. Yeah. Mm. Minnesota Wild fans have terrible bo. I think we know that. Yeah, you know, no offense, Hola Billy. You know, uh, Q Sam, what's up? He goes 600 on the live. Wow. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, bro. 
This show, the growth of this show has been fun to watch. Whoa, whoa, the showgram. The showgram. The showgram, bro. Yeah. We don't say the word program. Program. Uh, yeah, it's program, program. or showgram. Program. We appreciate that. We uh, built this program on NIL. We did. Uh, Russ going to be magically revived after the Lakers. Well, you know, M. Morris, it's funny you say that because I think he's got a lot left in the tank. Yeah. His willingness to be a six-man in L.A. this year I think showed us that he has more value than a guy that, you know, shoots balls off the top of the backboard, right? I mean, and he still is going to have those moments, but I think guys find their home. Jordan Clarkson yeah. is getting exposed because he's playing starters minutes. Yeah, He's not the same guy he was when he was a sixth man. So, you know, for, for my money, Jordan Clarkson's a sixth man. And I think other teams see that. I mean, yeah. that, that's that, and that's the conversation around J.C., and where the Jazz are at, and really, like, where the rest of the league is at. Because now, like, think about all these teams, man. And I know this is really straightforward, but but the Lakers, Phoenix, Boston, Milwaukee, like, yeah. you have all these contending teams. Milwaukee. Milwaukee, that could really use a dynamic 20 to 25 points a night six-man. And, and I think the Lakers' need for a JC-type six-man is a little bit less now after this deal. But that doesn't mean you still wouldn't love to have the guy. But you know, the thing with the Lakers that is so fascinating to me, and I don't know what you guys think about this, but you look at the length that they've added with Rui going in that trade from Washington to L.A., mm -hmm. and then now you add Jared Vanderbilt. And all, I think all of us Jazz fans realize that Jared Vanderbilt's a really limited player. Are we clear on that? But he's going to stick an arm into a passing lane. He's going to deflect a ball. He'll occasionally make a corner three, but he's not a guy you want to count on for a corner three. Yeah. But what this does is it just lengthens out their bench. What this does is it means Dennis Schroeder isn't the guy in the corner trying to hit a game-winning three. Yeah, right? seriously. I, I mean, if we're, if we're being honest for the Lakers, yeah. like the game we were at on Christmas at, at Crypto, yeah. you're, you're in position to beat Charlotte. LeBron James has his shoe fall off, kicks it to Dennis Schroeder, who is wide open. Yeah, I'm talking about acreage of space on the floor. And he bricks a three-pointer to lose again. Because it's garbage. Uh, those days are over in Los Angeles can now. Can we say, can we definitively say Rob Polinka's had a good deadline now? Because I think, I think. I, it, not if he's done. If that's all he does, I'm not going to say they've had a good deadline. Because they, I think they need more. They need more. They need a better point guard. They needed, it. the only surprise that I had in this deal is that Mike Conley went to Minnesota and not, not to L.A. Well, you understand it for Minnesota. Absolutely. I, you understand it for them, but, but I think the Lakers really need... Yeah. You need depth. And and maybe that's what Dennis Schroeder is. D'Angelo Russell absolutely checks a box. Hey, we needed a point guard. Okay, check the box. We got D'Lo. Yeah. But is that a guy you can count on? I, I And furthermore, if brass tacks, if the Lakers are in a situation where they need a three, and I've got Mike Conley or D'Angelo Russell, who do you want to take it? Um, well, I want Mike Conley to take it. Mm, I want Mike. It's not. You're really having to think yeah, about that because I don't think Mike Conley's made a shot of consequence in a big game in five years. Wow. He but has he airballed a game winner in the bubble. Uh, he airballed a game winner against Dallas. Like D and I'm not saying well, you're right. You're not wrong about D'Lo. I mean, I, I I said yesterday, and I think I said this morning too that D'Lo is somebody who hasn't hit. He I quite literally said he disappears in big moments. But again. D'Lo, D'Lo hasn't been on a team. Like, his his time with the Warriors, 
he never really got the opportunity to play in the big playoff game with them, right? So so to me, it's like, okay, yeah. this is make or, bake, make or break for D'Angelo Russell. You're either going to come in and you're going to be a guy LeBron can trust or you're not. And and if you're not, that's that would be very fitting for who D'Angelo Russell has been. But Mike Conley, my only thing with Mike Conley is, yeah, he's probably a more reliable option, but what are we really choosing from? I mean, that's the thing. That's why I think them getting Malik Beasley is massive because now you've got a knockdown guy. Like, I, there are a few other guys I'd rather have standing in the corner than the Malik Beasleys of the world. The guy can flat out shoot it, and he's shown the ability to go out and get his own a little bit. Not not to a, not to a you know, a superstar level, but if you've yeah. got seven seconds left on the shot clock and you're in that odd possession... Malik Beasley can go and get a mid-range for you. The interesting thing here, by the way, is the Lakers are only three games out of home court advantage. <laughs> I said three point. games out of home court where's advantage. Fe- where's Phoenix at right now? Where, where are they at? Phoenix right now is in the fifth spot, 30-26, and 26, three games ahead of the Lakers. Tied with now the Dallas Mavericks, who, by the way, anybody notice Kyrie played his ass off last night in Dallas? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, Luka wasn't in the game. But still, I mean, proving but, a point. Like, I mean... This is I, I agree with what you said to start the show that this is this is incredible. Yeah. And if you're just tuning in, um, we're talking NBA today. By the way, this portion of the show is brought to you by our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Uh, usually we're doing football 50 uh, at this point, but with the trade deadline today and all the deals that were done, uh, we will forego that today, but that does not mean that you are okay to forego Papa Murphy's Pizza. And their meatballs. Uh, the God. marinara meatball, a 100% Italian beef meatball. Uh, is spectacular. Make sure you use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. And again, on this show, for everybody who's new to this show, we do barbecue sauce on pizza. We yes. don't do red sauce. Program. Okay, traditional crust, barbecue sauce, then pile all your ingredients on top. Get the marinara meatball. Make sure you get the take and bake chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> you don't have to thank. No, that's nice. You don't have to thank me. I mean, you're welcome. You don't have to thank me. Right. Papa Murphy's Pizza. Use the promo code MONTY25. And I would encourage you, download the app. Order pizza today, right now at 655 Mountain Time. Put it for a 530 pickup. It'll Do be it. on the to-go rack. You walk in, you walk out, boom, done. Yeah, I know what time it is. Go home, satiate the kids and the wife, then satiate the wife and sleep I'm a well. man! See what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but I think if you're just tuning into the show this morning, uh, obviously the big story is the Utah Jazz make a significant trade with the LA Lakers and the Minnesota Timberwolves. The Jazz acquire Russell Westbrook, um, as well as a 2027 lightly protected first round pick from the Lakers. That means if the Lakers are in position to draft from one to four, that pick does not convey or come to the Jazz. Yeah. Um, that is very unlikely to happen, by the way. The big win for the Jazz in this situation is they get Russell Westbrook's uh, salary slot off the cap this summer. The Jazz will have between 62 and $79 million, depending on how everything breaks out, um, in salary cap space to spend in free agency. But the flip side of this is twofold. One, it is just assumed that the Utah Jazz are going to buy out Russell Westbrook. Sources close to the Jazz told me, uh, last night that they is not exactly what their plan is, that once this trade is finalized officially with the NBA, that the Jazz intend to meet with Russell Westbrook and just kind of take his temperature on where he is. If Russ says, screw you, screw Salt Lake City, I hate the Jazz, they're going to buy him out. Mm-hmm. But if Russell Westbrook shows a willingness or a desire 
to put on a Utah Jazz uniform, the Jazz are open to it. And I think there is very little chance that happens. I would put it at 90% chance Russell Westbrook's getting bought out by the Utah Jazz. But there is that 10% chance that they have a conversation, it goes well, and Russell Westbrook suits up for the Jazz. I don't think that's likely, frankly. I think there is going to be a dearth of point guards on the market, including John Wall in in, uh, L.A., who I'm told is going to be bought out. Uh, They will try to trade him, the Clippers will today, but it is not likely that to happen. John Wall is likely done playing for the L.A. Clippers. Russ is going to be on the market in all likelihood. Again, I would put that at 90%. Mm -hmm. And I would tell you that I think the two teams I'd really watch are the Chicago Bulls and the Miami Heat for Russell Westbrook. Those feel like the two two teams that would be hot to get him uh, if, in fact, he is bought out. So I would pay attention to that. But the other thing here is the Utah Jazz called the Brooklyn Nets early this week on Kevin Durant. And Kevin Durant and Adrian Wojnarowski has a great piece at ESPN about this that goes into far more detail than I will ever have. Right. But I was told early this morning that Kevin Durant asked for a trade over the weekend as soon as they moved Kyrie Irving. I want it. He told Joe Side directly, and Kevin Durant and Joe Side have had an ongoing conversation. Kevin Durant told Joe Side directly he felt like they mistreated Kyrie Irving. They disrespected Kyrie Irving by not fully guaranteeing Kyrie Irving's contract extension. They offered him plenty of money, I am told, but they refused to guarantee that money going into the future. Kyrie Irving said as much that he felt disrespected. Kevin Durant straight up told Joe Sy, if this is how you're going to treat Kyrie Irving, why wouldn't I think you would treat me that same way? Now, Joe Sy lobbied and told him, hey, these are individual issues. The, the issue with anti-Semitism in the Jewish community, especially in Brooklyn, New York, especially in the, in the boroughs of New York, where the, the Jewish community is so prominent, mm-hmm. was essentially a deal breaker in guaranteeing this deal for Kyrie Irving. But Kevin Durant wasn't having that. Kevin Durant told Joe Sy, I want to be moved. And he didn't say, I'm demanding you trade me. But he said, I want to be moved. And then Adrian Wojnarowski at ESPN goes into much further detail about Rich Kleiman, who is Kevin Durant's business partner, telling Brooklyn, let's get this done now. Let's get Kevin Durant to Phoenix. Phoenix under Matt Ishbia, the new owner. And I think we told you very clearly, sources have been telling us for weeks that as soon as Ishbia picked up ownership of this team, deals were going to happen. We're getting somewhere. And the NBA was waiting for Ishbia to take control. He took control on Tuesday, and that's when things really got moving. Um, Immediately, this Isaiah Thomas rumor floated around. That kind of stopped Phoenix in their tracks like cold because Isaiah Thomas is really, you know, persona non grata around the NBA. Like, he's a guy that had a massive scandal with the Knicks, he basically bankrupted the CBA. Yeah. The Toronto Raptors did not thrive under Isaiah Thomas. Like this was a shock because Isaiah Thomas, for those of you who don't know, Matt Ishbia is a mortgage mogul. Isaiah Thomas is on the board of directors at Matt Ishbia's mortgage company. They knew each other because Matt Ishbia played college basketball in, in Michigan. Yeah. Obviously, Isaiah Thomas is a Detroit Pistons legend. Matt Ishbia immediately took control of the team and said, Isaiah Thomas doesn't currently have a role on this team, and I don't foresee him having a role in our front office, which was hugely important because sources told me that Kevin Durant would not have come to Phoenix if Isaiah Thomas was involved. So that was a really big moment, and that's what allowed the four first-round picks. Matt Ishbia immediately said, 
yes, let's do this deal. Let's get Kevin Durant. Matt Ishbia and Josiah, according to Adrian Wojnarowski, had phone calls directly with each other where they cobbled together a deal. Know your um, role and shut your well, mouth. But Matt Ishbia was a big part of this. And I think, again, for those of you who say, oh, you don't have sources. What are you talking about, well, badass? trust me, bro, has yeah. been really well, reliable. Hey, man, Twitter's your source, bro. Uh-huh. Right. We've been telling you for a significant number of weeks, four or five weeks now, that when Ishbia gets control of this team, they are going to, A, make sure that happens before the trade deadline. It happened Tuesday. Yeah. And we told you the Suns were going to be very aggressive. And if this isn't very aggressive, I don't well, know what is. Remember what the narrative was, too, during that time when Ishbia, that when, when the transaction was happening for the, the sale of the Phoenix Suns from Sarver to Ishbia, the conversation between Danny and, and, and the Suns, Danny Ainge and the Suns, uh, around those picks, you know, like there was some hesitation around moving all those picks that Phoenix controlled. Certainly. And you start to see, oh, okay, when the new owner comes in, he's got some different ideas and he's willing to move those picks. And frankly, I kind of feel like now with how all this has gone down, that this organization was basically just put on pause until the transaction was done. That, yes. That they weren't going to do anything, that they were going to wait for Ishbia to come in and take control and, and, and just go through that process. And then once he took control, we're full steam ahead on, on getting done what we need to get done. And it was always going to be a tight timeline as far as Ishbia taking control before the deadline got here, but they got the job done. And that, and that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, for all the Utah Jazz fans who are pissed about this trade and looking at the NBA and looking at the KD deal and, and what the Lakers got and Conley going to, 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 to Minnesota with NAW, like, I wouldn't be upset about the current landscape of the NBA because you're not looking to compete with these teams right now. You're looking to, to compete with these teams two to three seasons from now. In two to three seasons from now, I don't know that LeBron is still in the in the league. Who the hell knows? I don't know if if Draymond and the Warriors still look like the Warriors. I don't know if Kevin Durant is still a Phoenix Sun, for, for all I know. Who the hell is to say that Devin Booker is still there? So that's what I'm saying. Don't be upset with the trade that, that went down last night with Danny Ainge, you know, the T-Wolves and the Lakers, because you feel like Danny got fleeced or Danny didn't make a good deal. Danny, in my opinion, made a great deal. He read the landscape perfectly, and he started to understand, okay, Phoenix is not going to be a dance partner with us, unfortunately, because they they were on the John Collins thing, and Danny tried to get the John Collins deal done, but that just didn't work out. But the reality of the situation is Danny did what he had to do to get something done and to give them even more cap space and add more picks, and that's why I feel like today should be a day that's celebrated. Today should be a positive Absolutely. day. Absolutely. Be positive today. I... I I just feel like it's such a good day. All right, let's get some of your comments in here. You guys, you're amazing. Uh, We've had over 800 comments already today. I really appreciate it. Ram Gonzalez says, Russ is going to look good again. The problem he has always been LeBron. People always turn a blind eye, but the truth is LeBron is the problem. LeBron is not easy to play with. Yeah. And Ram, I think you're exactly right. He is not easy to play with. He's a guy that you he needs a lot of space to get to the basket, to bully ball guys. So what's that require? That requires a lot of three-point shooting. And now they finally have that. I think Russell Westbrook, I don't know where his jump shot went because OKC Russ was an elite jump shooter. Russell Westbrook now, I just don't know where that jumper went. I have no idea how you explain the, what's the word, precipitous decline 
in his ability to score from the perimeter. It, it just Washington is, and Houston didn't treat him too well. No, they That's did not. No, they did not. And I, I don't, I don't know how you fix that. I don't know how you, I don't know how you do that. You know, uh, Yusuf says it's all Morant's fault. Right, right, well, right. By the way, John Morant, you might want to take notice, bro. Might but wanna, what, might but wanna, what you also might want to do is stop talking. Yeah. The, the, the Memphis Grizzlies need to stop talking. Know your this. role and shut your mouth. You haven't won anything. Yeah. It, it, it's a guy like Desmond Bain who thinks because he's got biceps that he's some kind of badass. Well, actually, you're not. It, it, and you look at the way he tried to punk LeBron James. How did that go for them? Do you even lift? It did not go well. And now this whole thing with the laser pointers and John Morant, it, it needs to be a leader and he needs to, to have them settle down, in my opinion. Uh, John Wick, congratulations on the new movie coming out. Uh, a team needs to get Cam Thomas out of Brooklyn. He's a good shooter. He's a great player. But I don't think they're going to let him go. You look at what this Kevin Durant trade does for Cam. I think it gives him more more room to spread his his wings. Yeah, and I think if, if he can be a twenty five points a night guy, he's not a forty point scorer. He's had a run of three games that is Jeremy Lin like. Yeah, I mean he has been on fire. If he can be a twenty five a night scorer, they're going to be just fine. Yeah, because I don't think the Nets are far from contention. I I really don't. I really really don't think they're that far from contention. Um, Snipes says the Knicks uh, could have. Uh, the Knicks could have Spida if they would have given up RJ. Well, that, I mean, that, you know, that goes that, all the way back yeah. to our summer discussions. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. it's, it's remarkable to me that the, the, the New York Nets or the New York Knicks, excuse me, the New York Knicks did not want to do that deal for guys who now seem disposable. Like Facial Cam, recognition. Cam Reddish is a guy that Tom Thibodeau didn't want to trade. And now what happened yesterday? And by the way, the Knicks made a trade that that I don't think you should overlook. <laughs> I would not overlook this trade. They yeah. got Josh Hart from Portland for Cam Reddish and a couple of guys you've never heard up in a 2023 first-round pick. That's pretty damn good. Yeah. I mean, it's a protected first-round pick. Josh Hart's a big addition. And by the way, if you look at the way he fits into Jalen Brunson's world, did you guys see the video last night where Jalen Brunson is celebrating? Somebody walked up to him with a phone and said, hey, you guys just got your old college teammate, Josh Hart. And he celebrated. He was like, yes, like yes. yelling out loud. Like, I think this Josh Hart deal is a really smart deal. It doesn't prevent you from doing anything. Mm -hmm. And I think, I don't see how the Knicks today can trade a Julius Randle. But would it really surprise you if they swapped R.J. Barrett and O.G. Ananobi? Mm. Would it really surprise you if Obi Toppin winds up on the Jazz today? Mm. Would that really surprise you? Yeah, I mean, we, I mean, again, we were told yesterday, wasn't that yesterday? Yes, that that the Jazz like what Obi has to offer. Yeah, I yeah. It, mm. uh, Willie K says the D Mitchell love is gross as well. What's gross about it? Help me understand. I don't I don't know what that means, Willie K. He says Garland and Mobley are greater than Donovan Mitchell. I totally disagree. Donovan Mitchell makes Darius Garland a better player. Yeah. There there's no doubt about that. I mean, the growth in that team is Yeah. I I mean is amazing. Um I I I know there's a whole bunch of Donovan Mitchell debate here, but you know. Uh Hullabilly says Isaiah Thomas and Monty are both Chicago boys. Makes sense. Ugh. 
Isaiah Thomas is the scourge of the NBA, in and my I just, opinion. I just, I, it just never made sense that he that you would bring him in in Phoenix. Your front office in Phoenix isn't the issue. The owner no. putting goats to take a dump in your G, your old GM's office was the issue. You're, Which, you're, by the way, like, is something that Isaiah Thomas would be accused of doing. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not even joking yeah. about that. Yeah. I'm not even joking about that. By the way, nice job on the subscriber numbers. We're at 941 now. We are just... <laughs> We are just Bro. 59 away from 11,000 subscribers by the on way, this show. By the way, does that say 754 people are currently watching this show? It does, yes. We're having a great, great job. Hey, man, appreciate you guys. Please smash the like button. Uh, we're only at night. We've had 3,500 views on the show today. We're only at 93, 94 please. likes. So please go ahead and uh, hit the like button. Let's roll through some comments here. Uh, Teddy Wayman says, figured, LOL. Uh, he goes, you're high, Willie. Uh, okay. Ben Ellison says, Willie K, that's uh, just stubbornness. He clearly is. What he's done in his first year with a new team is incredible. It really is. Yeah, I would agree with that. It really yeah. is. B. Smith, good morning. Anthony Davis, Pat Bev, Lonnie for Zach Levine and Nurkic. Um, well, Nurkic isn't on. Nurkic is in Portland, isn't he? Did I miss a trade on that? Um, but what I would tell you is Zach Levine's available. Yeah. But you're not going to get him, and this is just my opinion, you're not going to get him for for Pat Bev and Lonnie because the Lakers aren't trading Anthony Davis. After the street closed, Davis. Not now. Now you're not. No, not now. No, he's a summer guy. Not now. I think there's a chance you could, but I, I don't think now. Uh, Eric and Raleigh says, Dante Exum or Donovan Mitchell? Exactly right. Whoever came up with that shit needed to be fired. <laughs> exactly right. Uh, you know, I read that one already. Uh, Darren says, so let's give Lori away. Come on now. Come on now. Uh, let's see. Uh, Georgi Gagatadz, these nuts. Great show, but would like to have more deep stat analysis. We About what? We're not the stats guys. Yeah, I mean, we're not. We're not. But... I, I will say, and I'll, I'm happy if you want to say, if you want to tell us what you want an analysis of. I don't believe that stats tell the stories of players. There are some efficiency numbers... But we see every day a guy like Rudy Gobert, who was a defensive player of the year. And all last year, all I heard about was, A, I was stupid. They're never trading him. Even though we've been telling you for 18 months they were going to trade Rudy Gobert. Oh, he's this. He's defensive player of the year. He's efficient. He's that. Rudy Gobert cannot be the best player on a championship team. And they're going to pay him and Cat $100 million combined. <laughs> Stats are not the true the true measurement of somebody's quality as a player they're, yeah. they're just not mckinley cutler good morning my friend you're a member of the show we appreciate you uh let's pump those like numbers up those are rookie like numbers yeah for real let's do let's it let's go uh let's do it uh matthew webb says that that's bizarre durant saw Kyrie's behavior over the last two years and that's exactly what he got from that treatment from Joe Sy. To have that perspective is cap, as they say. Well, well, yeah. yeah. But I also think you have to take into consideration Kevin Durant's perspective on all of this. Because, again, what I would tell you is, is that KD is a guy who is very close with Kyrie Irving, number one. Number two, I think when you look at Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, they're in the, the organization together. Now, is their perspective our perspective? No, but I'm also not somebody like Kyrie Irving that is a Muslim. I'm also not somebody who is an anti-Semite. I'm also not somebody that is, you know, a black man living in Brooklyn, New York. Like their perspectives are completely different. Kevin Durant 
the interesting thing and the first thing I thought of when I was talking to this guy um, about Kevin Durant's situation this morning was Kevin Durant needed to distance himself from the Kyrie Irving nonsense. That's what he needed. Because Kevin Durant, you can bang Kevin Durant for a lot of things. Burner Twitter accounts or ring chasing, whatever. Nobody's ever called Kevin Durant an anti-Semite. Nobody's ever called him a racist. Nobody's ever called him a hateful person. Kevin Durant, I think, is going to get a break here by separating himself from Kyrie and going to an organization with a new owner who's clearly got pockets and wants to spend that cash. I think this is a break for Kevin Durant. Yeah. Kyrie Irving is a problem. Dallas is about to find this out. Affects me. But Kevin Durant, in his perspective, in his opinions, and his feelings are absolutely valid. And by the way, he's the best player or one of the best players in the NBA. So that helps too. I would agree. And I think that matters. Yeah. I think that absolutely matters. I mean, Matt, I don't think you're wrong. I just think we have to really try to put ourselves uh, there. Uh, let's see. Gary uh, Siney says Westbrook for Fultz. Uh, okay. Well, Markel Fultz has actually turned himself into a pretty good player. Um, I mean, after all of the nonsense he went through. Yeah. My God. Uh, TBE at DK's. Uh, she's a DraftKings diva. Says, I'm curious to see how Westbrook will do now. Yeah. Me too. There's a lot of that this morning. Yep. There is a lot of that. Kush, good morning to you. Put LaMelo Ball with LeBron. It's a, it's a free win. Yeah, Man, that'd be fun. I don't disagree that LaMelo Ball on a team full of scores would be a lot of cool. fun, dude. That his would be vision, a lot of fun, bro. Can you imagine his vision? Yeah. On uh, Oh, my God. Yeah. LaMelo Ball's court vision and distribution with Anthony Davis, Malik Beasley, LeBron James, that, that in Los Angeles, his hometown. Oh, my God. That would be amazing. Uh, Darren Broom says, makes a, uh, as much sense as this trade. Okay. Uh, Lopes Fan Gabe says, like button casuals. Appreciate that. Mapes, what's up? Mike Maples, who's a member of the program. Positive, sure. Celebrate. We are not the Dallas Cowboy fans. Jazz need to show they are different. No more talking about being a contender. Go do it. But is this not completely but, different but from who on, they've ever on. been? Hold on a second. What are you doing, Mapes? Yeah, Mapes, hold on a second here, man. So I understand I understand that you want the Jazz to win, just as I do, just as he does, just as every Jazz fan yeah. does. But we can't. I, I can't allow you to come in here and, say, and draw Utah Jazz comparisons to the Dallas Cowboys when we've been hearing the Dallas Cowboys talk about a championship for the last, like, 50 years while Jar is busy salting his McGriddle, okay? We, we can't do that. Salting his yeah. McGriddle? But I thought he was circumcising skeeters well, that in Dallas. Was, he was salting his McGriddle after he got back from circum, circumcising skeeters. Do you guys remember that from Hard Knocks where Jerry Jones is talking about come circumcising on. skeeters? Just, and, you know, just kind of weird. He's eating a McGriddle and he's dumping salt on it. Dude, like, but my point is, is that the Utah Jazz with this with this front office have 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 just gotten started. They've just begun, and that's what I'm saying. Like, don't don't go down that 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 rabbit hole of sorts. Don't allow yourself to be like, oh, well, we're just the Dallas Cowboys. We say we want to win and we never do. That's not true. Yep, that's not true. Hey, how about a new member on the program? Let's, Let's go. go. Let's go. J Rod joins the uh, Monty Show membership. Let's Get go, it done. J-Rod. Get it done. I'll guy. drop the link in the comments. J-Rod, make sure you DM Jake. He will put you into our members-only Instagram group. 
Uh, you now have access to that community, which is spectacular, even though Lopes Van Gabe is in there, Lopes Up. You know, I mean, you got to forgive it him for that. It truly is a national Instagram group. Like It's turning like, into that now. Like, we have people in Phoenix and Wyoming and L.A., you know, Texas. Uh, we have East Coasters as well. Like, all kinds of people in there, bro. Love it. J-Rod, thanks for joining the program, man. $9.99 a month um, gets you early access to our merch. Get you into our, our BYU-Utah Big 5-0 birthday bash with Max Tooley uh, and Brant Keithy on March 10th here at the Maverick Center. It's going to be lit. It's going to be awesome. <gasps> Cannot wait. All you have to do is click join. $9.99 a month. Um, and it's, trust me, guys, it is well worth it. Uh, let's see. Kessler uh, Tanner says, Kessler is a rookie. Mark my words, Kessler will be a better defender than Rudy Gobert. I agree. I, I agree. agree I think that. Kessler has more athleticism. I think Kessler has better instincts on the perimeter. I do still maintain Rudy Gobert is the best rim protector in the league. Um, but I think that where the Jazz are at timeline-wise and where Kessler's at in his game, having just only started, what is he, 20 games into starting yeah. in the NBA? Like, yep. he's showing a lot of potential for sure. Yep, totally agree. Uh, let's see. Uh, late. Lacretia La Gibson says Lakers still miss the playoffs. Uh, nah, I, I don't think with so. that, bro. I, I I think you're I think you're one of you're 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 a top five team in the West right now with this talent. Assuming they could put it all together. Yeah, they got exactly. And assuming that Anthony Davis stays off the bench. My guy Andy H says cap space is also to take in bigger contracts when you trade for a star player. Not only free agency, absolutely. 100%. And actually, I don't think it's a free agency thing at all, Andy. I think you're exactly right. Because I, I agree with the narrative that the Jazz are going to have trouble signing free agents. Yeah. There's, there's no doubt about that. You know, like, um, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to watch. Juan Carrillo, uh, good morning, Juan, says, um, Kyrie will eventually shut down in Dallas, too. Absolutely. Uh, yes. M. Morris says, Jazz need more ones. <laughs> I mean, you got 15. Uh, Brett Robbins says, do we, do, do we got anything to offer for OG Ananobi? I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I could be wrong. And Morris says you're forgetting the Clippers. I think the Clippers. Will, I think the Clippers got to make a deal now. Yeah, they've got to make a deal to get better. They really needed Conley or Van Vliet, and I'm really interested to see exactly what the Toronto Raptors do today. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've got what five hours left to the deadline here. Um, I'm really interested to see what they do um, and because you know you've got. What, five hours and 42 minutes to make a decision on who you want to be this year? Yes. And I don't know that the Clippers have the balls to go and make a deal with Toronto because I don't know that Fred Van Vliet's available anymore. They went and got Jakob Pertl, and I think that's a really interesting pickup for the Toronto Raptors. Why would you go and do that? What, what sense does that make? Yeah. That's going to be really interesting. Mike says Kyrie, Kyrie's anti-semantic. Uh, anti not anti-Semitic. He doesn't know how to speak in a sensible way. Okay. Okay. Oh, We're right. not going down that rabbit hole. Uh, Holy says, welcome, J-Rod. Uh, let's see. Lucretia says, AD motor is trash. Lakers still miss the playoffs. Listen, I, I don't disagree that, 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 I don't disagree with you, Lucretia, that AD uh, is an injury risk and, and on a nightly basis knows how to twist his ankle better than anybody in the league, But that pouting thing last night, the other but night when LeBron broke that record. He did pout, and, and, and Russ pouted last night too. 
in pregame. You, you all saw the video going around social media about how Russ was like just non-existent in the pregame huddle when they were all jumping around and it like it it, it just it, playing in Los Angeles comes with a certain set of circumstances that not everybody is cut out for. And I'm not certainly saying Russ is the only one not cut out for it. I think Anthony Davis has to go and win another championship to make to prove that his time in LA was actually worth it. I don't disagree with that. Where are your thoughts on Russ being a being a jazz man? I, I I think it's very unlikely that that happens. I I think it's very unlikely. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that Russell think Westbrook ever suits up, dude. I I I I don't see how how slash why you would you would allow him to do that because to me it's like you've got a nice young core now and make no mistake about it they need to go out and make a couple more deals because now your roster's small right you you've shipped out a bunch of guys here you need to bring you need to bring like one or two more guys in to mm-hmm. me to to make that to fill that roster out now and so to me it's like I just don't understand for for Russ like why you would want to play here in your current situation, like where you are in your career, how old you are. Oh, I don't think, I I think that's the bigger, I I think the bigger part of this story is that the Jazz would have him. I think Ryan Smith and Danny Ainge, if Russell Westbrook said the right things, when they meet with him, if he said, yeah, I'd like to play in Salt Lake City, yes, I'd like to be part of your club. If they had the right conversations about him mentally, I think the Jazz would have him on the team. And, I started having second thoughts. I, I, we have talked about this for a long time. We told you earlier this week that the Lakers and Jazz had re-engaged and become far more active in trade. And, you know, I talked to a guy yesterday afternoon who basically told us this was going down. And I, I, I am surprised that, that the answer is not a hard no. I, I think that's the surprising part of this. Now, my guess is he, Russell Westbrook's going to end up in Chicago or Miami. That's what I've heard repeatedly. Yeah. I would put it at 90% they buy him out. The surprising part of the story is there's 10% that, of me that believes they're gonna, they, they would put him in a uniform. And I think it's all based on what <coughs> Russ says. Because I don't know that Jazz fans would ever accept Russell Westbrook. <laughs> but I think you would go and watch. Uh, Tyler P. says, Tank Commander Russ. Yeah, okay. I guess. Okay. Ben Ellison says Kessler is a better shot blocker, but he's likely not going to be a better defender. He is a rookie. Well, so one of the things I think is so interesting about Walker Kessler is I actually think he's a lot more than a shot blocker. I think he uses his arms well. He needs to get stronger. He gets, you can bang with him a little bit and he needs to change that. But he's such an elite rim runner and he's such an elite athlete that it allows him to compete at the top of the key outward so he can actually r- defend the pick and roll rather well. He's going to he is not a guy that's just a blow by. He's going to make you change directions. Yeah. Cuz you have to respect the shot block, which allows him, by the way, his wingspan allows him a little more gap to get that hand up. Like I think he's much more than a shot blocker. Yeah. I think development is liability on the perimeter. No, and and development's the the word. Development is absolutely the word. Yeah. Um, Let's see. FLVME says, I want to see Jalen Green in another team. So do I. Yeah. Well, so do I. Houston's loaded with with guys who would thrive on on winning teams. What's up? Travis Bird says, I love the trade, as you should. Uh, MY Monty fan, good morning, uh, who's a member of the program. No one wants 2023 Rudy Gay. 
Dude, he, this whole thing last night, and Sarah Todd was in perfect position to ask him if he wanted to be traded, and she didn't do it. And he basically said, you know, of course I want to compete for a championship. You know, but I I wish somebody would have said, does that mean you want to be traded? Because Rudy Gay, as bad as he has been for the the Jazz, and I fully agree he's been bad. As bad as he's been, I think he has veteran value because he can still shoot it. You're asking him to do things that he's not capable of doing. Rudy Gay is a wing three-point shooter. That's it. He's not a back-to-the-basket guy. He's not a teardrop in the lane. Put him in the corner. Ask him not to be a liability defensively, and he brings you significant value. Yeah. And I, I would not be surprised if they traded him. I would encourage them to trade him. Brandon Butler, a member of the program, says, would you rather have the Jazz future or the Bulls future at this point? I would take the Jazz all day. Oh, my God. Well, the Jazz all day. I mean, just let's just start with the ownership. I mean, for, yeah. for all the conversation we've had about Ryan Smith with the Travis Scott thing and, and this whole thing around Jordan Clarkson and the clothing line and all this stuff. Ryan Smith is a damn good owner. Ryan Smith yes. is young. He's getting after it. Like, it's a good ownership situation here in Utah. And, you know, I just don't think the Chicago Bulls have an ownership group that actually and truly wants to win a championship. I think ownership I would agree. in Chicago, right? Remember, this is the same guy who owns the White Sox and owns the Bulls. Yep. And it, it is such a frustrating thing as someone who was born in Chicago, grew up as a Cubs fan, to sit here and watch this team in the Chicago Bulls meddle in mediocrity with Zach Levine and DeMar. Two guys that on other teams would thrive, but on this team, because Zach Levine is so selfish, can't play together. That's what's so frustrating to me. Yeah, totally agree. Uh, Ken Williams, who's a member of the show, who has been 100% in the member group, chatting up how terrible this trade is, uh-huh. which makes me wonder, are you just doing it to be difficult? Jazz season's over. This is going to be hard to watch the Jazz tank. This so is a code 10 abort. Let's have this out right now. Yeah. Are the Jazz tanking? Because I'm telling you they're not. And when you're tanking, you make trades and you make signings to lose games. Yeah. That's not what the Jazz did. The Jazz did not make this trade well, man, we got to lose more games. Let's make this trade with the Lakers. What? How How does that make any sense at all? The Utah Jazz are not tanking. And again, it was explained to me last night in words that I could not have thought of on my own. The Utah Jazz did not make this trade to lose games. Yeah. The Utah Jazz made this trade to win championships. And if that doesn't resonate with you and you don't understand that, Ken or anybody else, I just think you're trying to be difficult. This is not tanking. This is not Oklahoma City for all those years. Facts. The Houston Rockets for all those years. Yeah. The Orlando Magic last year. Like, that's not what this is. I don't know why this is. You have, how can you put tanking in the same conversation with Danny Ainge has 60 to $70 million in cap space. Danny Ainge has 15 first round picks. Yeah, that's tanking. I, I mean, question. I'm an idiot. That's I, holy. Cow. I mean, they're tanking. Isn't like, what are you talking about? And if we take a step back even further, isn't just the mere idea that Danny Ainge is the one driving the ship? Doesn't that bring you confidence that they're not tanking? Like Danny Ainge straight up said before the season. We all remember he straight up said, "I don't have five years 
to spend rebuilding a tanking team. I'm not doing that. Like, yeah. Like, that's why I say, like, I love you, Ken. I, I really do. I, I love having you as part of the membership program. I, I love it. But don't let yourself get all negative on this. That's not what this trade is. I'm, uh, at I, I all. promise you. At all. Marsing Outdoor, good morning. JC to the Bucks for a first, second, and Joe Ingles. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that is well done, sir. Yes. Well done. I yeah. like that. Salty Drunk would be <laughs> all about that, wouldn't he? He would be all about that. Lopes fan Gabe Tanner says bingo holabilly. What did really? Um, Lopes fan Gabe says, "Why am I catching stays here?" What does that mean? I don't know what that means. Yeah, what does that mean, Gabe? Mapes, uh, I don't think we are those fans. They are the worst. We can't start planning the parade after step one. Got to change the cycle of the last forty years. Facts, that I totally dude, agree with. Facts, bro. I totally facts. agree with that. I think that you facts. you have to do something other than what you've done. Yeah, um, 100%. You know, like you you have to, in my opinion, um, you know, you have to you have to know what it is that you're, you're, you're doing all this for, who you're doing all this for. Who you, you know. are, where you are, where you're going. Yep. Uh, M.Y. Monty fan says, super soaking it since 1999, Tanner Plummer. Exactly right. Ben Ellison, haven't talked to my sister, but let, uh, but I bet she's going to be dying after these trades. Is that dying in a good way or dying in a bad way? Who's your sister? Yeah, who's your sister? Uh, Jericho says, <laughs> I, want, I want a Warriors 8 seed. That would be amazing. Yeah. That would be amazing. Look at that. J-Rod, a new member, gives us a $5 tip. Damn it. I joined too early for the Jazz game, LOL. What do you mean? Oh, what do you mean? That's funny. Uh, Tanner says, since 1996, M.Y. Monty fan. Besides, I don't think soaking was around in the 90s. <laughs> oh, I'm going to guess soaking's been around for years. For years. Juan Carrillo says, as a Laker fan, thanks for the encouraging words. Oh, you're welcome, I'm dude. telling you, but seriously, seriously, Juan. Like, I'm telling you, the Lakers are in a good spot here. You are, you are, you are in a position to go out and make a run now. And I agree with my guy. They probably need to make another deal. They probably do. But at a minimum, at least now you're not Russell Westbrooking the rest of the year. You know what I mean? Like, at least now you're like, okay, cool. We got some compelling stuff to watch now. Now we can yes. go out and see what we get. And, like, at least now you can be excited about it. Yeah. By the way, uh, we're at 951 now. 10,951. Just you guys 40, are crushing, bro. 49 subs to 11,000. Let's go make it happen. Uh, Darren Broom says Kessler is a dinosaur. Okay. It's got damn long arms, man. RR says JC and KO to Miami for Duncan Robinson in a pick. Hell nah, no. Nah, dude. Hell the Duncan no. Robinson thing is a mistake. Been saying it and gonna keep saying but it. But I could because see I could see a, a Jordan Clarkson Kelly Olinick trade today. Absolutely, I could I think the Clippers would love that deal. I think the Clippers would absolutely love that deal. Um Tanner says yes, yes, yes. M.Y. Monty fan. Because uh, he's uh, yes, yes, yes. M.Y. Monty fan said super soaking didn't start until there was a Tanner. Well, Tanner started it. There is no doubt about that. Travis Bird says Rudy Gay for John uh, Wall, the Clippers, diff, uh, the Clippers first. That could be, you know, that could be. Uh, Giggity says morning, guys. What's up? Giggity, a Phoenician. What's up, bro? Good day to be you a Phoenix be fan. Good. Uh, Flame says uh, Kyle Kuzma needs to go. That outfit thing. Dude. That inflatable raft he was wearing around I'm playing his face. brother. What was that? Yeah, dude. Uh, ben Allison says, you mean the Jazz need to sign Kuzma? 
I wouldn't hate that. Uh, Brett Robbins says, what Danny get a first round for Rudy Gay? No, I don't think. Watch Danny get a first round for Rudy Gay, please. Well, you can't get it for Rudy Gay on his own. I mean, that would be awesome. I think that you got to have like, like I would try to (laughs) package. Dude, I try to package Rudy Gay in a JC deal. That's what I would try to do. Rudy Gay needs to go to a team as part of another deal. Uh, J-Rod gives us five more dollars and says, Jazz might barely miss the playoff uh, or the play-in, but definitely not tanking. Summertime will show their intentions, exactly. Yeah, but I already think they're showing their intentions, are they not? I mean, I, I think that the, the, this deal and the deals they've made so far are slowly but surely correcting the cap situation and giving yep. you roster flexibility. Ooh, I like Tucker Brady's comment right here. Guys, stop getting caught up in word definitions. Monty, what is your definition of tanking to most people? Tanking is purposefully losing for the purpose of being able to move up in the draft. Couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah, 100%. Dude. That's exactly Facts. right. And that's not what this team's doing. It's not what they're doing. Tom says Westbrook never sees the floor, right? I don't think so, but again... 90%, I don't think, I don't think he does. Again, as you've been saying, they're going to have a conversation, I would guess, today or tomorrow. Yep. Last night, I was told by Jazz sources that they're going to talk to Russell Westbrook when this trade's final, and they're going to take his temperature, uh, hopefully not rectally. And they're going to, that was probably too far. Bro. Uh, they're, w- w- see, what I had meant to Bro. say was uh, they're going to have a conversation <laughs> with Russell Westbrook and they're going to figure out where he, has, where he is mentally. And if he says, oh, the jazz suck, I hate white people. Okay, well, thanks for coming, bud. It's not going to take place here. here. Well, why are you the money? Like, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> but if he's like, hey, you know what? Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't mind being part of the team. And hey, if we go through the next two weeks or whatever, 90% they're buying him out. He goes to Chicago or Miami. That's my guess, 90%. Uh, 10%, he stays here, and whatever happens, happens. I doubt that happens. Yeah. I seriously doubt that happens. Yeah. That's why I put it at only 10%. But it ain't zero. It ain't zero. Ben Ellison says, Haha, my sister is super competitive. She hates it when the Jazz lose any game. I've realized this is a semi-development tank season all uh, along with next year, but she gets so frustrated when they lose. Okay. Uh, Andy H says soak poke. Uh, okay. Yes, yes, yes. Hey baby. Uh, Brandon Butler says we can't trade Westbrook once the deal is completed. We can buy him out or play him and Rudy Gay gets bought out if he's not traded. Yeah. I don't think you're, you're, I mean, I think you could flip Russell Westbrook in a trade, but nobody's doing that. Yeah. Nobody, no days doing, nobody's doing that. Tom says, big day for the program. Congrats. Yeah, I appreciate Thanks. you all, man. We're, 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 yeah, we're working everybody this thing. Here. Program. Good to see everybody here. We're 90 minutes into the show and we've had 4,870 views, 161 likes. If you're new to the show, please hit the like button. Consider giving us a subscribe. We're at um, 10,953. Let's go. So just 47 to go. Let's go. You know. You know what happens at 11,000 jazz tickets, man. Yes, sir. Uh, JP Shanahan says, I thought Westbrook hated the jazz fans. I think it's mutual. I think it's mutual. Uh, and JP Shanahan says, what the hell is soaking? You need to Google that, bro. Actually, you know what, Tanner? Tanner, please step in as the official soaking aficionado on this channel. Please. Can I get a definition for my guy, uh, <laughs> JP Shanahan? Travis Bird says, I think we're take uh, we're taking and Victor in a jazz uniform makes Big Daddy Magic snipples hard. Wow. We got some weird vibes in the chat right now, Dude. bro. Bro, we, Come on we, now. you know, we got some, you know. Uh, <laughs> Jay Aquino says, where's OG going to be traded? Suns go get him 23 chance. Hey. I, well, you know what, man? I, I, I still call me crazy. 
If he doesn't end up on the New York Knicks, the Knicks are not nicking well. Because I think you have to get OG Ananobi on the Knicks. That's the guy you need. He's a better player. I think he's a much better defender than R.J. Barrett is. I think he compliments Julius Randle. I think he fits right in with your your newest Nick, Josh Hart. I think he fits right in with Jalen Brunson. Like, I don't know why you wouldn't do that. I'm curious, by the way, somebody also asked about trading uh, Hartenstein back to the Clippers. Mm Mm-hmm. Clippers are out for a big. They need depth at the they need a, a five and a one. They need a point guard to big man. Yeah. So I think there's there'll be deals today. There's yeah, no Jay, doubt about Jay, that. I'm with you on the OG to the Suns thing. I think that would be a great deal. I, I wonder though, you know, not knowing their cap like on the back off the back of my hand here, I, I wonder if they can afford that now with everything that you've sent out and what you brought in and like how it all shakes out. That would be the only thing that kind of comes to mind there. Yeah. Nate Davis, who's a member of the program says, I don't eat for trade, but I know they're going to trade someone else. Uh, trade and get someone new. Yeah. We'll see. Tyler P says, we getting Jovich for the heat today. We'd I would love, love to it. see it, dude. Dude, if Nikola they get Jovich, Nikola Jovich is going to be a stud. I hope. I mean, you got to develop him. Ken Williams says, Monty, I'm talking about this year. You may not care about this team. What do you mean I don't care about this yeah, team? Yeah, dude, we talk about the team like literally uh, every day. But you day, can't bro. compete this year. I understand you did this for the future. Okay, so you're upset because they're not going to win this year. So they likely, they were they were just treading water in a playoff spot. Yeah. So if you had missed the playoffs or if you got knocked out in the play-in, that would have been better than... 60 to 70 million dollars in cap space. This was going to happen, Tonto. Do you want this average muddling team to win a few more games this year? Or do you want them to win an NBA championship in three years? Like this, Ken, I don't understand the grind, bro. Yeah. It's not, and saying we don't care about this team, what are you talking about? Yeah. I don't know I, I don't where you get, get that. that from, dude. Uh, Teddy says Danny got a first round for buckets of bench. Well, dude. because they needed him for Kevin Durant. And now Kevin's not there, my guess. But he's been really good for them this year. <coughs> Royce has been a much improved player in Brooklyn. Yeah. So, and Morris says, got a clear room for uh, 15 first-round picks. <laughs> got to draft every one of them. Right? <laughs> uh, Abra Yohani says, hey, boys, new here. You see the Bucks making move? I do. I do. I, 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 think, I think there's a better percentage chance that the Bucks still wind up with Jay Crowder. I think they I think they would love a tough three-point shooting defender. And those guys don't grow on trees. I mean, no. PJ Tucker wasn't that guy. He's not that guy anymore in Philly. Jay Crowder's still that dude, yeah. right? And those guys don't grow on trees. And that's a guy you can flip now. I mean, Brooklyn could easily Yeah, they I yeah. mean, he's of no consequence to Brooklyn. Yeah. I do see the Bucks making a move. I think they need they need they need help. They need a little bit of help because now, I mean, I still think, and this is probably, you know, really dependent on what's going on with Jalen Brown's face. <laughs> I still think Boston's the best team in the East. Defensively, when Marcus Smart gets back and their dudes are together, they're unbeatable defensively. Yeah. Um, that's really interesting. Uh, you, know, I, you know what I'll say? I think the Bucks need to make a trade if they want to if they want to be in the NBA Finals. I think that 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 Giannis, uh, Middleton, and Drew Holiday have played a ton of basketball over the last couple of years, and you need to you need to supplement that group a little bit. Yeah, I think it's it's going to be very interesting to see. 
exactly what they do. The Monty Show on a daily basis is presented by the best injury attorneys in the business. It's the advocates. We got stuck in traffic at a construction zone and I got rear-ended at 80 miles an hour. So I needed help. They just stepped in and pretty much took care of everything. If you're in a motor vehicle accident or situation, call the advocates. Yep, hook it up, theadvocates.com. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show where you never pay a consultation fee, you never pay a retainer. In fact, right now, you can get to theadvocates.com and talk to an injury attorney online 24-7 at theadvocates.com. Uh, 7.40, let's reset the show a little bit. Obviously, we are talking about this Utah Jazz trade. Um, the, the Jazz send out Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt, Mike Conley and Nikhil Alexander-Walker and end up with Russell Westbrook and a lightly protected first-round pick. Lay it out, Jake. Do you like the deal? Yeah, I mean, I think that this is, this you know, for for the Utah Jazz is a good deal. Uh, you know, I think that, you know, you're not playing for today. You're playing for three years from now. And I think that, uh, you know, just just on premise alone, it's, it's, it's the correct basketball move. I look at the landscape in the West, though, and I think that it'll be really interesting to see how this pans out over the next couple of seasons. Because, like, you know, you look at Phoenix, for example, the, the, the Kevin Durant deal to me, Looks like a deal where obviously the Suns are trying to win now, but the question really is, how long does this team stay together? I, I mean, you have, you know, when the Brooklyn thing got put together with Durant, you know, you know Durant, Harden, and, and Kyrie Irving, everyone was saying, oh my God, they added Ben Simmons to that. Now they're going to go ring chasing, and they got basically nothing out of that. We got one of the best, you know, your foot is too big moments in the NBA with Kevin Durant against the Bucks, and that was like the best thing that had ever happened for that team and that group. And so to me, I look at the West right now and I say, okay, Danny Ainge is positioning this Utah Jazz team to operate. And I look at the Suns and I say, yes, you went and got Kevin Durant. I think Devin Booker, now there's no excuse not to win a championship. I think Chris Paul, no excuse not to win a championship. If you get hurt this time, like, I just, I, I don't know what else to tell you. Water's wet and Chris Paul's always hurt as the saying goes. So, to me, I like what the Jazz have done here, but I, but my curiosity really lies in what happens the next two seasons. Because if we lay this out and we think about the Western Conference two seasons from now, LeBron is probably still playing two seasons from now, but he's in his final year or two at that point. Kevin Durant, same boat, right? Like, he's got probably four or five seasons left at the level he's playing at, and then he's probably done. So I look at the Suns and I say, if you don't win now, when are you going to win? And I look around the top of the West, like the Memphis Grizzlies to me are that yapping dog of a team. They talk a bunch of junk, they're out you know, pointing lasers at people and, and they don't do much winning. And now the problem is, is you're outgunned, like quite literally, like the Phoenix Suns and the Lakers to me, now in current day terms, are, 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 are the most talented teams in the West. The only question is, can the Los Angeles Lakers put it together? Because I have no doubt. I have no doubt the Phoenix Suns can put it together. I have no doubt that Kevin Durant, in tandem with Chris Paul and Devin Booker, they can put that together. That's just not a difficult thing. But I look at D'Angelo Russell and I say, hey, man, like, it's now or never. Like, you've been someone that's been overhyped, in my opinion. You've been trying to live up to it, and you haven't quite lived up to it yet. So now it's time to hit the big shots. Now it's time to be an actual contributor for a championship-caliber team. But can D'Angelo Russell be that? I don't know, and I have some serious doubts about that. That said, you got to give Buddy the chance. But overall, I think the Western Conference right now is has gotten a lot stronger, obviously, 
And frankly, I'm going to keep saying it. The, the NBA season started yesterday, overnight, when this Kevin Durant deal went down. Because now, now you have balance. Now Giannis just running over people in the East and going to the NBA Finals. That's all gone now. And he may still make Finals appearances, but I don't buy that Giannis and that Bucks team are any longer, you know, the the best of everybody. I think that this Kevin Durant Devin Booker tandem is mm-hmm. is lethal. I that's what I, I think. I don't buy that they are I think they're very good and nobody's a bigger slurper of uh Devin Booker than I. I don't buy that DeAndre Ayton, I don't buy that you can can you trust Chris Paul? And the one thing I really like about this deal is I think it bulletproofs Chris Paul breaking his hands against Patrick Beverly. Mm-hmm. Right, like I think it does that a little bit as well. I mean, I, I don't know what do you what do you think? Yeah, of I mean, trusting I, on Chris Paul on some level, but again, you know, you need to keep you need to keep a point guard on the team, and I think Chris Paul is wow. somebody. Yeah, sorry, I think Chris <laughs> Paul is somebody that that is always hurt. He just is like it just is what it is. That's the reality of the situation. So if he gets hurt, the good news is you still have Book and Kevin Durant, which are two of the best scorers in the league. Yeah, I think so. I I just am not ready to sit here and say that the Phoenix Suns and this is a great trade. Don't get me wrong, but how do I say this politely? I My confidence in Kevin Durant has been shaken. How? One, I don't trust him as a leader now. Two, the good news is he isn't being asked to lead in Phoenix. But three, am I the only one who thinks Kevin Durant is injured an awful lot right now? Like this guy has not been able to stay healthy in long stretches. And it's a little concerning. And I agree that... When you go and get Kyrie and you go and get James Harden and you put him with Kevin Durant and that group only plays 16 games total together, that's a disaster. So the atmosphere in the room was bad. I totally understand that. This dude needs to get healthy and play the rest of the year, and he needs to carry the Phoenix Suns to an NBA championship. We did a short on the channel the other day where I talked about the fact that Kevin Durant needs to stand and deliver for the Brooklyn Nets, and that's what he should have done. Now, he got traded to Phoenix. I'm not saying that's a bad situation, but Kevin Durant needs to win because the reputation of KD, I think, is being damaged in this situation. His legacy, if he never wins another championship, this is incredibly damaging to his legacy. I think you have to go out and you have to win a championship if you're Kevin Durant in Phoenix. I think it is, I don't think it's optional, Jake. And and I know they're now five to one odds, odds on favorite to win the NBA championship. They need to go out and win that thing because I just think his reputation has been damaged. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think the trouble for Kevin Durant, like the only thing I disagree with you on there is he's not being asked to lead. He, he he doesn't have a choice. So you're the best, you're one of the best players in the league, if not the best player in the league. And and you're going to a team that got to the finals and lost. And that's a lot different than what he faced in Golden State. And I think that Devin Booker, Chris Paul, there's no excuse not to win now. And and I think that, that, that if you're... Devin Booker, it's time to get going. It's time to actually, you want to talk about a guy who's hurt all the time? Devin Booker's hurt all the time. Like, it just, he is. And Kevin Durant, yes, he's had his fair share of injuries. The difference is Kevin Durant has, what, three championships now? Like, Kevin Durant's done some things. So, like, at least he has that to lean on. So, to me, I don't know. I just look at this situation in Phoenix. I think it's going to work out. I think it's an easy pairing. It's not difficult. You're not playing with left-handed superstars. You're not <laughs> like you're not playing with guys who are trouble uh, off the floor. Like just yeah. go and win games. Yeah, Mikhail Bridges and Cam Johnson will be missed there. By the way, yeah, they for will. sure. Ben Allison says, uh, "Hey Monty and Jake, I use the Monty twenty-five code a lot at Papa Murphy's. 
I'm allergic to dairy, so I've loved their dairy-free pizza. It tastes like popcorn butter because they use coconut oil and potatoes. There you go. There you Love go. That, yeah. Dude. Hey, bang that Love promo that. code Monty25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Um, and usually, as I said, today's kind of a different show. Usually we're doing football at 50, 10 of the hour, every hour, um, which Papa Murphy's presents, but they're just great partners. They're all entrepreneurs at your uh, at your Papa Murphy's location. So make sure you go and support small business like Papa Murphy's Pizza. Use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more. And right now they are running an awesome special on the meatball marinara. At Papa Murphy's, we do more than just pizza. We do meatballs and marinara. Papa Murphy's does meatballs? Oh, oh, I think you mean I do the meatballs and marinara? And how do you do it, Dad? How do I do it? How do I do it? Oh. Well, we do it with savory ground beef covered, covered in tangy, tangy marinara. That's how, honey. At Papa Murphy's, we make great pizza. And don't forget the meatballs. Order now at PapaMurphy's.com. Use the promo code MOTSE25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more. Uh, Brett Burnett says, wish we would have kept Vando and sent him uh, to the Kings instead as Kings had a lot of second that would have paid for him. Uh, I don't, I, I just think Jared Vanderbilt, while he was, I wouldn't say the word in demand, he had people that wanted him. I, I just, I don't know how you could have gotten more. I mean, you got $47 million in cap space out of one trade. And you got a, a first round pick. And now you have 60 to $70 million in cap space at this summer. That's crazy. That is absolutely crazy. Chester Henderson this morning. I actually think the Nets got a pretty good return. I think they got a great return. Totally agree. Um, Jake is a huge fan of this deal. Yeah. Uh, if you did not see it, the Phoenix Suns acquire Kevin Durant and TJ Warren, and they send Mikhail Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, and four unprotected first round picks, including 2023 to the Brooklyn Nets. But I mean, what else do you need to build a team? Man. You've got draft picks. You've got, you've Good got, Lord. you've got top end role players in a starting five. Like you've got what you need. Well, and by the way, you actually have the ability to operate now. Yeah. Because they were so strapped cash-wise from the James Harden deal. Houston owns like five straight picks from Brooklyn. Like, you had no draft picks. You had no money. You had no cap. You trade all three of those guys, two within a week, and you get four unprotected first-round picks. Dude. Like, you're cooking with gas now. Like, you really feel like they, they moved forward. Yeah. Uh, the Nye Guy, good morning, says, I just hope whoever in the Jazz front office uh, that thought Doke was a first-rounder is gone. We, we uh, do not need 15 of him. Yudoka Azubuki has never been an NBA player. <coughs> He's not now. He doesn't have an NBA body. He doesn't have NBA athletic ability, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, Darren Broom says, I wish we would have kept uh, Beasley. He's worth two picks by himself. Mm. Well, I think... But this comes back to what the Jazz will do today. And I, I think a big part of what the Jazz are probably contemplating today is are they going to take one of these offers? Because, I mean, I've heard a myriad of things, but, you know, my sources tell me the Jazz have, have at least three first-round offers for Jordan Clarkson. So you have three teams willing to give you a first-round pick for Jordan Clarkson. Yeah. Are you going to do it? And Ryan Smith... Um, from what I understand, sources at the Jazz have told me Ryan Smith does not have an appetite to trade Jordan Clarkson. 
I I think they also didn't really, they were not excited to trade Mike Conley, but Mike said he wanted to go to a contender, so they did. I think Jordan Clarkson has told them he'd like to go to a contender. Will they trade him today? I think Jordan Clarkson's value gets higher as we're now, what, five hours and 10 minutes away from the deadline here. Yeah. Um, I think his value gets higher as the day goes on. That's what it feels like to me anyway, and I feel like that Jordan Clarkson's a guy that this team should trade. Because if I can get 16 first-round picks, I'll take it. Yep. You know, like, I, I think you have opportunities. Rudy Gay's another guy. Kelly Olenek's another guy. Thanks. That I think you got to move. And I think now, it, it, especially if you look at the balance of power now as it, as it stands in the Eastern Conference, you know, you look at Boston, Milwaukee, and Philadelphia. Philadelphia's got a lot of warts on their face. Like, they, like Matisse Thibel is a liability for them offensively. And I'm curious you know, what you're going to be able to do in the East because I just don't think they're as good as Boston or Milwaukee. Yeah. And I also think the Cleveland Cavaliers have an understanding that they're not good enough. And if they wind up buying out Kevin Love, which there's a lot of people who believe that the Cavs will buy out Kevin Love, I'm curious what they add to that team because I think you need you need another knockdown three-point shooter. And those guys now are becoming very difficult to get your hands on. Yeah. And Cam Johnson, I don't know how the Nets feel about Cam Johnson. That's a guy that I would have been interested in if I were Cleveland. Yeah, well, and I think Cleveland's got an opportunity here. It's not often that the East is this wide open. And that's why I'm saying the West is is obviously the better conference now and, and is super competitive. And I think the East is is open. There's opportunity here mm-hmm. for a team like Cleveland to make a move and get there and get to the finals. Yeah, I, it it will uh, it'll be interesting. RR says, "LOL, Timberwolves contenders." I think they are. Mm. I think they are. I mean, they're they're a better team today than they were yesterday at this time. Yeah, I I don't think there's any doubt about that. D'Angelo Russell, I think, was not a guy, and I understand he's really close friends with you know Carl Anthony Towns. Carl Anthony Towns on the bench last night didn't look any worse for wear for not having D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, I think Carl Anthony Towns recognizes Mike Conley's veteran leadership. The impact he'll have on Anthony Edwards, the impact that he's going to have on that team, because let's be honest, this team's only going to go as far as Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards are going to take him. Yep. And I think right now, Mike Conley makes Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns better players. Well, and don't forget the chemistry that Gobert and Conley have had. You know, I think that I think I would that, agree that, with that, that. There's something to that too. But but again, the one thing it doesn't solve is the issue of Cat and Gobert on the floor at the same time. Yep, totally agree. And I think when you look at the when you look at the volume. And you look at what's happening in this league and you look at where this Minnesota Timberwolves team is, you're in a Western conference that is going to be a dogfight. Yes. And I think you look at the Western standings, Minnesota's hanging on by a teat. Like they're they're a game and a half ahead of Portland for the tenth spot. Um and I, I look at Oklahoma City is is an interesting team today as well. Uh, because I think they recognize that they could actually make the postseason. And Shea Gilgis Alexander has said repeatedly that's all he cares about is playing in, in, in games of consequence. Thanks. And if they make the playoffs and they can expose guys like Josh Giddy, SGA, Chet Holmgren, if you can expose those guys to playoff atmospheres, now Chet obviously isn't going to play, but you can have him around the team and have the weight of that atmosphere yes. because – you you just have guys who have never played in games of consequence. So if you can put if you can put Giddy and SGA and the rest of that roster into a playoff game, I think you would do that. But they're gonna have to figure out how to play any kind of defense. Yeah. Because they cannot defend. 
They, they have no problem scoring with the best of anybody in OKC, but they can't stop you. But I have to believe that the Lakers are going to wind up out of the play-in tournament. I think they're going to wind up moving up the ranks here. I have to believe that, that Oklahoma City's got a chance. I have to believe that Portland, you can't tell me Portland just traded, you know, Josh Hart and all of a sudden they're done. Why did you take Cam Reddish then? Yeah. Right? Like you, you have to feel like Portland's going to make a move because if they don't, I think Portland's out of the playoffs. And you can't tell me that Jeremy Grant and, and Dame are going to be thrilled with that. No. Right? I, I, that yeah. doesn't make a lot Agreed. of sense. Agreed. And then again, I, I know it's crazy, but I just go back to the, the Golden State Warriors. What does this team want to be this year? Because if, you're not, if you don't believe that you're a playoff team, I think you have to consider trading Draymond Green today. I think you have to consider trading James Wiseman today. I think you have to consider your future with all of these guys on your roster because you've got guys that people want, right? Like, this is no longer, you know, like the Jazz took Juan Toscano-Anderson back in this trade. He's not of consequence. He's going to play a hell of a lot more, and it's going to be nice to actually have somebody that's younger and can run up and down, but Golden State's not trying to offload a guy like that anymore. Yeah, They're trying to make trades to help them get flexibility. Draymond Green does that. Mm-hmm. To, to pick up draft assets, James Wiseman does that. Like, it... it I'll be really curious to see how aggressive they are. Yeah. And exactly where they head. Because remember, their general manager, Bob Myers, does not currently have a contract. So it's going to be <laughs> interesting to see. To me. Well, there's something. Obviously, there's something going on there. Yeah. I, I don't know what that looks like. But we'll we'll see exactly how that plays out. Yeah. But I think it's going to be very interesting to see what that what that game looks like. I just think that the, the West is, is bananas now. I, I think the West is is everything you could want and more. I mean, uh, you're looking at a, a Phoenix Suns team that, I don't know, I just look at this and, and I, just say, I just say, Kevin Durant and Devin Booker are on the same team. Good luck. Good luck. Yeah. Like, good luck. Because now, now, even if Chris Paul gets hurt, point book was a thing for years in Phoenix. Devin Booker knows how to play point guard. Devin Booker understands how to obviously get his own shot this is some like you have two guys that are capable of giving you 40 on any given night that's a problem if you're playing defense look at that trade though i know it's beefy i know dude <laughs> man and i i love cam johnson's game you know love love mikhail bridges but the reality is you got to do what you got to do if you can get kevin durant that's dude, just the reality mikhail bridges i'm telling you he's just one of the most underrated guys in this league because he doesn't say a whole lot but he's a really good three-point shooter, and he's a lockdown defender. Yeah, Cam Johnson is great on the break. I think I, they're not going to flip Mikael Bridges, I wouldn't think. But I could see them flipping Jay Crowder and, and Cam Johnson. Yeah, I, I could see that happening. And it, it'll it'll just be interesting to see how all that plays out. Yep. You know, uh, Jumpman James says, Jack in the Box opening on 2100 South and 61st Let's East. Go. Really? Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Dude, yes. Uh, I love that. Shot, uh, show shot 973 says, Laurie's overrated. Well, if he's overrated, I'm thrilled to have him on the Jazz. As a Bulls fan, as a diehard, lifelong Bulls fan, he was not good <laughs> for the Chicago Bulls. That Lori Markkinen in Chicago and Cleveland was happy to settle for a jump because shot. Because it's garbage. This Lori Markkinen's trying to catch bodies, dude. Yeah. Like, he will dunk on you. Um, he wants to get dirty. He wants to get in the paint. I don't think he's overrated at all. Uh, Hullabilly says, apparently Bones Highland is available. He is very much available. Uh, you guys think he'd be a fit in Utah, and would the Jazz even consider making that move? I mean, timeline-wise, he's a fit. He's a young guy that you could easily work into the system. The question would be, 
you know, is, you know, what does he want? Because, again, that's the other challenge here. You got you guys got to understand that, too. Like, you know, talk, like it's a Westbrook conversation. You know, does a guy like Bones Highland see the value in Utah, see the opportunity or see what this team is going to be? And that's what you have to, that's the conversation you got to be having. But but I like Bones Highland a lot. I think the guy is progressing well uh, on a playoff team. Like, that's that's somebody who plays in big games a lot. Like, I, I would be happy to have him. Well, he knocks down 38% of his threes. So you like that guy plays. But there's something off about Bones Highland. There's a lot of belief in Denver, I think, that he just doesn't take direction well. Um, so we'll see. I mean, sometimes that's not a good thing. Uh, Justin South says, good morning, casuals. Woke up to see you have 600 live viewers. Don't forget to hit the like button. Appreciate that. Thank you. Kay Nuren, good morning, says, getting rid of old guys and tanking for the draft is the best choice now. I, I'm just not in Ken Williams and everybody else this morning, like all 10 of you that have been like tank, tank, tank. This team is not interested in drafting Victor Wambanyama. They're not. They would love to have the first the first pick in the draft because I think they'd trade it. But A, do you understand they have way more than enough assets to trade into that spot? They would never have to tank. B, how many times is Danny Ainge going to call himself too old to rebuild through the draft? Because it's just a miserable long road. That's right, T. So you're not trying to put yourself in better draft position. And if you do put yourself in better draft position, you're you're simply trying to, to trade that. So... I, I yeah. don't know. Ex it just doesn't make a lot of sense. It yeah. doesn't make, and especially look at where their draft picks are. Like, yeah, I just, I, I don't know how to break it to you. I don't think that they are, they're trying to tank for a better draft position. Yeah. I'm told they're not. Uh, J-Rod gives us five more dollars and says, I think the Jazz will find a way to trade up for this draft. Your thoughts? Maybe. I, 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 I my guess is they will certainly make a draft pick this year. They're not in Victor Wambanyama, Scoot Henderson territory. I don't even think VW fits with what the Jazz have. I don't even think it makes sense to add him to this roster. No, like, it doesn't. Like to me, I, 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 you know what makes sense? If you want to, if you, if you're Mister Trade Up in the Draft guy, Scoot Henderson is what makes sense. Yes, Scoot Henderson is the guy that you plug into this team and and you force Colin Sexton to compete for his spot on this team. And and see where that takes you because Scoot's ready to go and and I don't I I I just don't think the tank crowd understands respectfully how asinine that take is because they're not tanking their their behavior and the setup and what they're doing their actions suggests that they're in win as soon as possible mode. Yeah, it's not, just the opposite. It's it just it's just not like tanking is just not where this organization's at. It's because, just not because again. I just don't see how you are able to. I, it, it, you're if you draft Victor Wamanyama, you're the Oklahoma City Thunder. Yeah, you are the Houston Rockets. Like <laughs> you're just you're the Detroit Pistons. <clears throat> you're all these teams that got a bunch of young dudes who don't know how to play basketball. Yeah, Danny Ainge and Ryan Smith have said we're we're in this to win a championship right now. Yeah. So you're coming out with a new TV deal. You just spent hundreds of millions of dollars on the all-star game mm -hmm. you did I, and you just rolled out this unbelievably mediocre clothing line <laughs> after an unbelievably mediocre uniform rollout you really think they're they're gonna win 10 20 games a year that doesn't make a lot of sense i mean yeah now for this year if you were aiming to have a better draft pick yeah great okay you own your own draft pick this year you have the timberwolves unprotected pick 
And now, I mean, by the way, aren't you thrilled that the, the is because isn't there a pick? Yeah, least favorable Nets, Rockets, 76ers. I mean, right now, that's the Rockets pick because the Rockets are, are dead last, right? So, I mean, you're, you're, you've already got that. Why would you be trying to? Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. It's not, yeah, that's just not the path. You know, I mean, if it's Nets, Rockets, 76ers, the least favorable, it won't be the Rockets. It would be right now, well, the Sixers, because the Sixers are in the third spot. So you've got three first-round picks right now today. Yeah. That's why if you trade Jordan Clarkson, I mean, you'd love to get it. I mean, if you were tanking, wouldn't you trade him immediately? Yeah. Wouldn't you have traded him already? And wouldn't you only do that for a 2023 first-round pick? Whoever came up with that shit need to be fired. I mean, I would think you would. The things they've done, you don't sign or trade for Kelly Olynyk and give away Boyan Bogdanovich. Yeah. I mean, you would have traded for Saban Lee and kept him on the roster. You bought out Saban Lee. Yeah. Like 15 seconds after the guy got here. It just doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. That that's what you're doing, in my opinion. Brent Burnett says Nets, or excuse me, need to trade with Nets and Suns to get Royce pick upgraded. Why would you want to upgrade that pick? Like, this is just backwards-ass thinking. Yeah, we're getting into the weeds on what they should and shouldn't do. Ananobi chatter's getting hot. It is. It is. And it'll be... I don't know who winds up with him, Mm -hmm. but it should be the Knicks. And, you know, it, it will... I'm curious. I'm curious. How many people think that James Wiseman gets traded today? Because I think you got to do that deal. Don't you? Yeah, I mean, I think that, yeah, OG, James Wiseman, like you've got these secondary players that are valuable to win now teams. Moody, yes, 100%. Like, I, I, yeah, 100%. And I think that we've heard for the last two weeks that the Knicks and the, the Pelicans were in a dead heat for OG and Anobi, but... But being that that deal didn't get done, now you've got other teams that are that are getting involved. And I think that, you know, I, I just... The Knicks have the assets to get it done. That's the thing. Like, go and get the deal done. Don't nick this up. You know what I mean? Like, like don't miss. Can't do that. If you're the Nets, do you trade Mikhail Bridges if you can get OG Ananobi? No. I think Mikhail Bridges is a better Mikhail player. Mikhail Bridges is a better player. And right? he's got championship experience. Yeah, I, I just I I don't I don't think I would do that. I mean, I look at who are the real suitors for OG. I think clearly the Knicks. Yeah. I think the Clippers might be, but that's a little redundant for them. I mean, I I, I would think on some level Memphis, but what are you gonna have to give up to get him? On some level, I I, I would guess. You know, I mean, there are a lot of, I don't think there are a lot of teams where he fits. There's a lot of teams that would want him. Yeah. But I don't know how many, how many places he fits. I really don't know how many places he fits. Yeah. Brett Robbins says Russell Westbrook will do a Michael Jackson and suit up for the jazz. Mark my words. Okay. That's not the end of the world. What are you, Musk? You know, um, Prismac from Poland, trade Clarkson for Highland. Nah, bro. I, Bones Highland's a nice player, but he's Jordan Clarkson. You already have that guy. Yeah. You already have that guy. Yeah. And does he scale ever to be your, a starter on your team? No. 
Does he still be a six man of the year? I'm saying understand these guys a little bit, man. Yeah, like I understand it, but stop. Like, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, let's see. Okafer is quietly playing well with Mexico City's G League team. G League guys, that, like Frank Jackson should be on the Jazz. Yeah. He really should. Yeah. You know, BTS Dance Studio says, Saban Lee is the homeless Darius Garland. <laughs> what does that mean? What does that mean? Is that a poverty reference? I don't know. Uh, the Jazz should end up with number six in the draft. That'd be all right. I mean, this draft is... They're fine in the draft, dude. Yeah, they're, they're fine, They're dude. already, yeah. They're good. Uh, Jeremy Bolton, the mayor of Montytown, good to see you, my man. Uh, you've probably already said it, but what is the Jazz final goal here, to build through the draft or to bring in some high-end players? I don't think there's any doubt that they will make draft picks this year, but I think their focus is creating leverage to sign or trade for a top 10 player in the league. Who is that? I don't know. Because uh, you don't even know who's available for trade. I mean, up until yesterday, did you have any idea that that Kevin Durant was even available? You probably didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, you look at the the scorers in this league. You know, I mean, you're, you're probably not going to trade for Joel Embiid, Luka, Giannis, JT, uh, Dame. I mean, I, I don't know that that's a guy you want to trade for. I mean, Shea Gilgis Alexander, is that a guy that you would want on your team? I don't think he's quite good enough. I don't think he's a you. superstar, in my opinion. I mean, the guy scores the ball, but we don't know what he is. Yeah. Uh, Durant, Curry, John Morant, Kyrie Irving, Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown's a guy I'd have interest in. Yes. Yep. I'd have interest in him. Trey Young, no. Don, DeMar DeRozan, not at this stage of his career. Right? Like, so it just depends on, on who you value. Um, I look at somebody like a Zach Levine, Paul George, nah. You know, I mean, like there's the, you just have to kind of figure out who, who do you want to, to me, the cap space you have now is, is probably two, three star players. Yeah. I mean, if you have, let's just go the low end, $62 million, I think is the low end number. Yeah. Go get two, three of these guys. Go, go build your Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, your LeBron James, Anthony Davis, go build, you know, your Kevin Durant, Devin Booker. Go build your dynamic duel. That's what this cap space does for you. Yes. Right? Like I, I I mean, I could I could see them, I could see them doing things. I could I could see I could see the Utah Jazz in the market for a Clay Thompson if he were ever to become available. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, he's the kind of guy that you want on your championship caliber team. But as far as like a minted superstar, I don't know who that is because you don't know who's available. Yeah. You know, but they have the ability now to go and sign. Three twenty to twenty-five million dollar players. Yeah, and that's the win in the steal, straight up. You can go and sign two thirty million dollar players, and and again, do you guys understand the 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 money in this league? Right. If you look at the the highest paid NBA players, mm-hmm. are you are you a team? That, I, I'm not a guy that wants to pay any single player fifty million dollars. I don't want to do that. Right. So I don't want to pay Steph Curry $50 million. But that's just my opinion. So I, I look at I look at the guys and I say to myself, Steph Curry's making $48 million. Nah. Russ, nah. LeBron, I'd pay LeBron $45 million. Mm-hmm. Not next year, but this year I'd, I'd do that. Kevin Durant, sure. He misses a lot of games. 
Here's an interesting name. Bradley Beal. You want to pay yeah. him $43 million? Yep. Good that's player. That's a guy that's attainable. Dame, 42.4. Mm. I don't know about that. Giannis, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Clay Thompson's making $40.6 million. That feels a little heavy. Kyrie Irving, Rudy Gobert, Anthony Davis. Rudy Gobert's the 12th highest paid player in the league. Yeah. This year, Chris Middleton, Jim, Jimmy Butler. Like, who on this list are you like, yep, absolutely, no problem. Jimmy. Out, outside, of the top, outside of the top 10, and really the top nine, I don't mind paying Paul George. I'm not paying Clay Thompson 40 million bucks. Yeah. Right? Pascal Siakam, $36 million. Nah. Feel, feels like a lot of money. Trey Young, 37. Nah. Luca, 37. Sure. Zach Levine, 37. Hell no. Tobias Harris, 37. No. Jimmy, 37.6. Yes. Probably. But I look at the guys in the low 30s Gordon Hayward, Bam Adebayo, Don. Michael Porter Jr., DeAndre Ayton. What if DeAndre Ayton's available to you in trade this summer? Yep. I'm paying him $30 bucks. Yeah. Happy to. Look what... The problem is he's not going to be available because I think they're probably going to win multiple championships now. Yeah. I think Kevin Durant is a game changer. D'Angelo Russell? No. Jamal Murray? I don't know. Show me what you got. Because, by the way, isn't it time for them to put up now? You're the number yes. one team in the West. Yes, it is. Brandon Ingram, too injured. James Harden, too old. Nikola Jokic, underpaid at $33 million. CJ McCollum, too old. Wiggins, $33.6 million. Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, that's a tough one for sure. That feels a little heavy, but he's championships. He's won. You know what I mean? So, so JB, the answer is I don't know. I think there's a lot of there's a lot of guys that you can there's a lot of guys that you can pay. You know, like I, I just I don't know. I think that the thing that we all lose sight of here in Jutta, Jutta, is that Danny Ainge is doing Danny Ainge. He is aging. And, and my surprise this morning is that jazz fans are just not elated, <coughs> jumping up and down like, <coughs> my God, <coughs> how have you not, how are you not walking around with it? I mean, yeah. Just with blood flowing to the lower extremities as a jazz fan today. Yeah, I mean, I would be really excited. I mean, I would be, Man. I would be like, yeah, we got cap space now. We got tons of draft capital. Like now, we can go and do things. We're in position. Yep. I, I that's that's what's crazy to me. Yeah. Um. But hey, stranger things have happened, right? Yeah. Um. Tyler edits says I'm excited as you should be. Love it. Kyler Johnson says, that's what I'm saying, Monty. Love you, Kyler. Glad. Thanks for being here. Giggity, who's a member. Too many casuals upset about this trade in Utah. Agreed. Insanity. Agreed. Insanity. Uh, Kyler Reddit says, I just feel bad for Mike Conley and his family. Well, that's the business of the league, though. Like, let's you, not. But what do you feel bad about? Yeah. I mean, you're, you're, you're well paid, and now you get to go to a contender or somewhat of a contender and see what impact you can have. You know, that I don't I wouldn't feel bad for him. Kyler Johnston, a member of the program, says I've seen a lot of upset people and I don't understand it. They want to be stuck at five hundred every year, I guess. But this is BYU fan. Yeah. Yeah. Right? This is Utah fan. Oh, we're gonna lose anyways. Let me just let me just be upset now. We're gonna we're we're not gonna win. Let me just get pissed off ahead of time. So Pause, that I'm bro. all right, I'm I'm prepared to be pissed off. All right, we're terrible. This is a terrible trade. Yeah. Why didn't we tank in October? You know, like, that's the thing that I just don't yeah. understand. And I think the apathy is real. I think Jazz fans are 
are relentless with with trying to you know play the victim card. I think that happens a lot. I really do. Uh, Zayman, good morning to you. Here comes the sun right in Monty's eyes. Here comes the sun. Bouncing right off the big screen TV. Uh-oh. Which is just crazy. Uh, Gage Carter says, uh, traded uh, our best assets for a bag of Doritos. Well, I mean, you know, do you feel like they it's are cool spicy ranch. nacho or cool ranch? They are, I mean, they are cool ranch, right? I mean, if they're cool ranch, we're good, you know? But uh, look, I... I disagree. Gage, what are you upset about? Yeah, what are you upset about? Gage dude? is like, a member of the program, one of our better jazz fans on the program. Yeah, I need to know what you're upset about. What are you upset about? Yeah. Uh, J-Rod, one of our newest members on uh, on the show. Uh, make sure you guys, all of you that joined this morning, make sure that you guys DM Jake to get into our members-only Instagram chat because trust me when I say it's amazing. Uh, J-Rod says, I'm very excited. Uh, Danny's doing everything right. Totally agree. Yeah. Noah Young, how the heck are you, Noah? I will miss Conley, but I'm also... I am so excited for the future of the Jazz from now on. Boom. Boom. Exactly right. Uh, Brent says, Gobert kept his Utah home, so he had a nice bed yesterday. Home game for him. Facts. I love it. Uh, Yennefer Lastamosa. That was pretty good. Yeah, nice. Uh, I've heard in, in a Bucks podcast today that they want JC instead of D. Rose. They might l- likely pull the trigger. I think Derrick Rose is going to go and help somebody win a championship. Yeah. I mean, the guy, I, I don't know. I don't know how else you can even describe that. I think Derrick Rose is going to go and help. Send his ass to Phoenix, bro. He's going to go win a championship somewhere. Yeah. And I'm I'm really curious to see where he ends up. And you know what? He deserves that opportunity. Derrick Rose deserves that opportunity. He's been nothing but a professional in his career. I agree. And, and I think that that guy deserves another chance. Ken Williams says, LOL. What do you, what's LOL? Uh, M. Morris says, best assets. I agree. No. Golden hour uh, light for me. Yeah. Yeah, you look amazing. This is your model phase. It's your model phase. What's up, big bro? <laughs> what do you model? Gloves? <laughs> exactly right. Uh, Juan says, cool ranch. Okay, what's the best flavor Doritos here on the uh, Monty Show? Yeah, are we going Cool Ranch or are we going Spicy Nacho? We'll see. Uh, don't forget all of our uh, Utah Jazz and NBA talk, as always, is uh, presented by our good friends at Quick Quack Car Wash. What's up, Quick Quack Car Wash? Good to see you guys this morning. Um, and what would this show be, if we are being totally honest, if we're being a hundo P honest? Hundo P. What would this show be? without our guy. Okay guys, I'm gonna tell you the secret to impressing my neighbors, the Wyatt co-workers, you name it. I just swing by Quick Quack. It seriously takes two minutes and people can't stop, won't stop checking me out. Getting a clean car is definitely my best life hack. Kids are messy, camping's dirty, but my truck sure isn't. There you go, can't stop, won't stop checking me out. That is exactly right with uh, Quick Quack Car Wash. I love the fact that you're you're in and out of there in five minutes. Yeah. I love the fact that the, the wash is second to none. You know, it, When you go to Quick Quack, you know your car's going to come out looking great. But the free vacuums, the free towels, the, the friendly service. Bring your kids because all the colors in the tunnel from the lights and the soap, I'm telling you. Can I do like like the dog thing on my face? Bro, are you throwing up gang signs right now, dude? No, that's a... <laughs> doing like... Wow. That was shadow puppets. Okay. Okay. Thanks to our friends at Quick Quack Car Wash for being here. (laughs) 
Cool Rancher Nacho Doritos. Let's go. Uh, Giggity says, you notice how Doritos doesn't offer a cool blue cheese flavor? Yeah, because yeah. yeah. there's nothing cool about that. Fat. Riley O'Brien, a member of the program. Good morning. If you feel the Jazz didn't get enough value, it seems that there clearly wasn't a lot of demand for Beasley and Vanderbilt. Otherwise, the Jazz would have traded them for more. I agree. And I, I we had this discussion on the show. Like, yeah. I thought the Beasley Olenek deal was the one that you were going to get, but you didn't have a first round pick to get back in that deal. And I go back to the original Suns deal with the Hawks, the Jazz, and the Suns. The Suns are clearly better off with this Kevin Durant situation. Right. But this is why you don't make trades a month before the trade deadline, because things tend to happen as the trade deadline gets closer. So I think this is absolutely this was absolutely a, a good deal for the Suns. Yeah. So I agree with that. Uh Joseph Souza says elated, you can't bring up a total uh, you can't bring up the total draft capital. They had that regardless. They got one protected pick and gave up four players and two second round picks for one pick. Here's the problem, Joseph. Does the cap space mean nothing? They've got 62 to $79 million in cap space this summer. That means nothing. You don't think Russell Westbrook's expiring deal is worth anything. Are you serious right now? How 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 are you unable to look forward and say, yeah, we're in prime position now? Like, uh, that's what I don't understand. Like, Can you not look past? Well, it's one. And, and I love everybody who's like, oh, it's a protected pick at that. Okay, so it's the LA Lakers. Look at this deal that the Lakers did. They got D'Lo, they got Vando, and they got Beasley. And so now you're going to tell me that this is a team that's ever going to be one of the four worst teams in the NBA, even to be in position to draft from one, two, three, or four. Yeah. How often are the Lakers ever in that spot? Almost <coughs> never. And when they are, what do they do? They go and make trades like this. Yeah. I, I, it. Who cares if it's lightly protected top four? Who cares? I don't care. Oh, by the way, are the Jazz ever going to make this make make a are the Jazz ever going to draft this this pick? They're not. They're going to trade. Obviously it. not. They're they're going to trade it. I'm telling you, yeah. it it just it just doesn't matter. Yeah, it's pretty straightforward, man. And and I think that you know this is where I kind of have some empathy for Jazz fans because like like there's just I'm telling you, and I'm not saying it's all Jazz fans. I'm not telling you it's like it's it's every single person, but there is a large group of Jazz fans that just don't want to be positive about it. And you can sit here and you can cry me a river and cry over spilled milk, cry as much as you want to cry. The reality of the situation is Dennis Lindsay never would have done anything like this, and Danny Ainge has come in. And change this roster. And he's he's allowing the club to be in a position where you can go out and build a championship team. Stop looking at this trade just at face value. Yeah, if if it was, oh, yeah, they traded four players and got one, you know, pick and and that was all they're gonna do, and it's meaningless and they're just wasting talent, then be upset. But you gotta have the ability to see that the cap space matters, to see that hey, like, they're projecting forward. They are not tanking. Like, they are in a position where they're going to leverage the league. By the way, once again, Danny's right in the middle of a major trade in the NBA. Anybody notice that? Anybody, you know, keeping tabs on that? So that's my struggle. There's no reason to be negative over this. Yeah, and one of the NBA guys I talked to uh, who's clearly watching the show, and I appreciate you, sir, watching the show, um, 
is pretty confident that Brooklyn is going to make significant moves uh, today and that the Jazz will trade Jordan Clarkson. 75-25, they trade Jordan Clarkson because I think they have multiple offers on the table for Jordan. Yeah. It, may, it only makes sense that you would do that. We'll see, though. I'm not convinced that they will do that. I'm not convinced they'll do I that. I think the Jordan Clarkson saga is a defining moment in Ryan Smith's ownership of the Utah Jazz. I would agree 100%. I think if you allow your emotions to get in the way and you don't move this guy, you're making a mistake. Uh, TBE at DK says, is that car wash only there or uh, any other states? It is quick quack car washes all over the place. You, you can't miss it, man. I'm telling you, um, I know that they are in Phoenix. And I, DK, where are you? I, I have no idea where you are. Um, tell me where you are, and I'll tell you exactly where the closest location is. Yeah. Um, let's see. Kyler Johnson says, uh, Brent Ben Simmons doesn't play basketball anymore, though. Bang, bummed up knee, for sure. Sam Locke, good morning to you. You're a member of the show. Appreciate it. If we trade JC, why not see if the Warriors will take JC, scrub KO, the 2027 first-round pick for James Wiseman and Moses Moody? Yeah, I agree. I would, I would I, do that. I, I would do that deal. I, I mean, want James Wiseman. I want James Wiseman. And I, we've talked about this ad nauseum. I want James Wiseman. Seen him in person, plenty athletic, plenty of ability, just needs development. I want it. Gabriel says, do you guys see another blockbuster deal today? For some reason, I see another massive trade happening. Teams do not want the Suns to take over the NBA by storm like the Warriors back in 2017. Wow. I, I think that they're, uh, Toronto is, is holding a lot of cards. Like, I, I am curious. I am curious if you are trading Fred Van Vliet. Because that has the bones. That has the bones to be a, a, a big deal. And I think when you look at, you know, the Jakob Pertl, uh for Kem Birch, mm -hmm. that's a really interesting trade. That's a setup trade. You also gave up. Toronto gets Jakob Pertl. Mm -hmm. San Antonio gets Kem Birch, a 2024 first-round pick, and two second-round picks. Yeah. Like, why did you do that? Because Jakob Pertl, I mean, he's a good little player, right? Like, he's a, he's a good player. He's solid. He's nothing special, but he's solid. 7'1", 245. But the guy plays 30 minutes a night and only averages 12 points. Now... Is that because it's San Antonio? Oh, I think that's a big part of it. I think that's a big part of it. But you're now going back to Toronto where they know you, and you're leaving the place where you blossomed as a player. But when I say blossom, you went from a single-digit scorer of eight points a game to 13 and 12 points a game. And he's not a guy that shoots threes. Um, what is Jakob Pertl that you're giving up a first-round pick for him? Yeah. I don't understand this trade. There's got to be something more there. Yeah. There's got to be something more there. I don't know why you would do this deal. Yeah. It's a setup trade for sure. Yeah. I mean, it feels like that. Yeah, it's a setup deal. It's a, it's a deal you had to make to clear something or to make room or to But you adjust. gave up three picks? Yeah. It's, it's kind of weird. A 2024 first round pick? What, why would you do that? Yeah. I don't know. You know, you understand Cam Reddish, Josh Hart, and a lottery protected first round pick. Okay. I mean, you gave up Mihaliuk and, and, you know, okay, fine. Yeah. I understand that deal. I understand the Jazz, T-Wolves, Laker deal. You know. Like Kessler Edwards was clearly a setup trade. Yeah. That's what this Jakob Pertl thing feels like. Yeah. So we'll see. I do think there are other big deals to be made, though.
I don't think there's any doubt about that. When you have a chance to, to you know, bring in the best, you go to Barbecue Pit Stop because you know you're getting the best equipment there. You, you know, first round picks do, and stuff. Do you, do you guys see the work that we're putting in in these transitions? Like, come on, dude. You, come we, on. What come is this on, dude. nonsense? Come on. When's the last time you did a great transition? With all due respect. Yeah, when I transition. No, never mind. Yes, yes, yes. and by the way you ought to transition and trade up anyway the point is the point is the point is barbecue pit stop logan layton lehigh the gz good morning st george good to be with you uh and our good friends on state street and murray barbecue pit stop you hear that name you know it's the best equipment in the business bbqpitstop.com hook it up they've got the new ironwood xl from traeger but they've also got the most popular pellet smoker in the country according to people magazine the yoder line of pellet smokers barbecue pit stop camp chef barbecue pit stop big green egg barbecue pit stop you need it it real you need that cherry pellet that i always tell you is the best smoking pellet in the business barbecue pit stop do it you need the asado seasoning barbecue pit stop made bomb freaking you know turkey pasta last night with with asado seasoning we've made wings this week that were awesome the turkey pasta turkey pasta whole wheat penne bomb with some four cheese sauce bomb 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 put that asado seasoning on scrambled eggs uh I'm a man. You know what I'm saying? Hook it up. Barbecue Pit Stop. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. No matter where you listen to the show, you can shop online at bbqpitstop.com, bbqpitstop.com. You hear Barbecue Pit Stop, you think about the best in the business. Tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. The Monty Show. As we talk uh, jazz and NBA hoop on the trade deadline day. Uh, coming up at one mountain time. Let's update you on where we are on subs on the program this morning. Uh, let's see. We are at, eventually it will open. Yeah, eventually, sometime, uh, maybe. You 9.66. Know. You guys were 34 Damn. away from 11,000. Wow. 34 wow. away from 11,000. Uh, let's see. Uh, show shot. 973. Laurie is overrated. Eh, that guy's a troll. Kessler is okay, but nothing special. Yeah, okay. that guy's a troll. He hasn't said anything positive all show. It's nah, fine. Yeah, I, it's fine. I would agree with that. The macho man. Oh, yeah. The ones who are negative about this are the ones who think good enough is good enough. Thank you. Well said. The, yeah. I'm not, I'm not here to make the playoffs. And this is a conversation we have in Utah all the time. And... I remember the the day the Rudy Gobert trade happened. Yeah, when we were still in your basement. Right? Yeah, well, it was my the, basement, your... and you were a bum, and don't you know, like, yeah. But anyway, back then, right? Yeah, right. Trust me, bro. Yeah. Um, I remember somebody said it's wild to see Danny Ainge operating on behalf of the Utah Jazz. Yeah, and that's what we've gotten all summer, through the fall, and into now the trade deadline. I am not somebody that believes it's good enough for BYU to just make a bowl game. I am not somebody who believes it's good enough for Utah to to go to the Pac-12 championship and lose the Rose Bowl two years in a row. I'm not somebody who believes that it's good enough for the Jazz to just make the playoffs. Oh, it's neat. Donnie's cool. Um, That's not good enough. That's why you traded Rudy. That's why you traded Don to be in this spot right here to build this program on NIL which I don't have a cool acronym for, but that's NIL. the job. You build this program 
in Danny's name, image, and likeness. In God's name, well, image, same thing. and likeness. Because Danny Ainge is God. It's probably um, different than what you're thinking, You though. know, uh, you built this team around Danny Ainge's vision for winning a championship, which is exactly what he did in Boston. He built one, tore it down, and now drafted Jason Tatum, and they're on the verge again. We really did. Danny is somebody that's going to build a champion and then keep this Jazz team in contention year after year. That's what it is. But it's not getting easier. It's getting harder. You look at Ishbia and Phoenix now. You look at what, what Golden State does every year. This is not an easy league to navigate. It's not. Uh, talking NBA, make sure you hit the like button on the program. RR says, I love Jazz hype. There is no hype anymore. I'm not excited. Okay. Oh, well, I can respect that. I can respect that. Hey, uh, you're saying that you love when there's a lot of hype around the team. So... You loved when the Purple Mountain jersey came back. You loved when the Delta Center got announced. You loved when, you know, Lori Markkinen was here, got traded here. You love that. You yeah. were about that. I can respect that. I can respect that 100%, right? Like, I get it. But, you know, I'm getting people DMing me right now who are watching the show, and I'm not going to name you by name because I respect you, asking me if we want opinions or not. We want opinions, yes, and we want to have the conversation, but what I'm not here for is just always negative jazz fan. I'm not going to allow it today. And I don't care if you want to threaten to unsubscribe or you want to you want to not be here. I don't care. Right? This is a win. This is this is Danny Ainge setting you up to win a championship. Hey, jazz fan. Jazz fan. Here's Danny Ainge taking the wheel of the bus and driving you down championship road and the problem is is it's a little rainy out so you can't see that. Just take a seat on the bus and be okay right now. Like, listen to me. Have Like, quite literally, and, and I don't say this in a bragging way, we've never steered you wrong on the show about the Jazz, right? We've never no. said some dumb thing or some thing like way out of left field that, that, that never happened or never made sense or any of that. We're, we're not that show. We're the only time we bring up sources and, you know, they told us this and that is when we've triple verified something, that we've heard the same thing from multiple people in different positions in the league. So when I tell you that this is a win, I need you to trust me a little bit. I understand if you're a little frustrated with the deal or maybe, hey, I don't feel as strongly as you guys do that it's a win. But what I'm not going to allow is someone to come in here and be like, this trade sucks. They're terrible. It's brutal. Like, That's what I'm struggling like, with. I just don't get it. Yeah. I don't and, get it. And, and, and listen, everybody's entitled to their opinion, but that doesn't mean that you get a free pass. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to say something, you're going to get called on it. Yeah. Uh, Zayman says, absolutely a great year for jazz fans. And I, I, you know, I was just texting with somebody and I was saying, like, I think this deal sets the jazz up for the next five years. Yeah. I mean, it's a really good deal. Uh, Alan Corbin, I'm a Mavericks fan, but the jazz fan base should be excited about their future. 16 first round picks and 70 million in cap space. That's real ammo. It is. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is. is. Kenny, what's up? Jazz fans don't realize how important cap space is. Danny does. Yeah. Oh, cap space is the entire world. I mean, it, it, and you look at the way that now Brooklyn has extricated itself from, you know, luxury tax hell. And I know I said this earlier, but I'll say it again. You traded for, for Kyrie Irving, James Harden, and Kevin Durant. You brought those guys together. You gave up all of your draft picks. You were you paid an enormous amount of luxury tax, and they played 16 games together and didn't win a thing. <coughs> oh, my God. Dude. 
Oh my God! Like it's amazing. You got you, jazz how fan. poorly that, that went. Jazz fan, do you want to be that? Do you want to be the organization that signed Kevin Durant, had it flame out, and now has traded him away? Dude, is that what you would prefer? I. How do you guys understand that this is one of the worst team builds or one of the worst disasters in NBA history with the Nets? I mean, like, can you think of another situation that went this bad? Yeah. They played 16 games together, and at the end of all of it, Kevin Durant had his toe on the line. Because it's garbage. It's incredible to me. Yeah. It's incredible. And now James Harden's actually doing well in Philly. Kyrie Irving had a great debut last night for the Mavs. And now Kevin Durant's in Phoenix. Man, that that's remarkable. You know. Uh, M. Morris says, who of those guys traded actually matter? None of them. I mean, I love Conley. I mean, he's a true professional. The grand scheme of things, he was never going to be here. Yeah. Beasley was never. Beasley's the guy that you could almost say like, hey, look, he's 25 years old, knockdown wing shooter. He could be here for the next 10 years. Yeah. Okay, I can almost entertain that. It's not a consequence. Yeah. He is, he's an apple at the grocery store. There's a million of them. Yep. Right? So I don't know that any of them are of consequence. Vando is a very, very limited player. It's got a role on a team. That's it. He brings you length. He helps you defensively, and he rebounds. Mm -hmm. And he didn't rebound well here. Like I just don't know that any of them are of consequence. Uh, Yennefer says, until KD was on the Suns team, Ainge vision is nowhere to be true. What do you mean? Yeah, what does that? What does that mean, dude? Uh, My Monty fan says the Monty show always keeping it one hundred. We try. Don't take it personally. It's sports. It's not, you know, I don't know who was DMing you about not people people on this show think that think that we believe or we feel that if you don't agree with us that that you're wrong. And that's not true. That's not the case. What what you don't understand as the jazz fan that's saying this deal sucks is that you don't understand how cap space in the NBA works. You don't understand the vision moving forward, the path that they're walking. You have to have foresight. Just like we told you 18 months ahead of time on the day that Rudy Gobert signed that extension, that that was the end of his days in Utah, that they were going to have to trade him if they ever wanted to be anything. And what do you know? They traded him, and then they tore the whole thing down, and now they're putting it back together. You you got to have vision, man. So when what I'm not here for is the conversation around, oh, this trade sucks, and and they traded away all these people and got one pick, and the cap space is meaningless. Like, I, I'm not... I'm just not here for it. And no. maybe, maybe, maybe we're just delusional ourselves. I don't know. But I'm telling you yeah, hey, man. that that Danny Ainge, like if if we take our if take my opinion out of it, take his opinion out of it, what do we know? What is what are the universally accepted happenings with Danny Ainge? Danny Ainge has torn an organization down and rebuilt that thing, and they went out and they contend basically every year for the last five, six years for a championship. Is there any other discussion we need to have? He's doing the same thing here. We're just in the suck phase. We're in the you you're not a good team phase. And now, now he's got cap space and draft capital and every all the tools in the tool bag to become that dynamic team that every Jazz fan has wanted since, you know, Stockton to Malone died. It was over, was done. So to me, I just I, that's why I don't understand the negativity thing. It's not that I agree or disagree with you. I mean, obviously I disagree, but that's not the point. The point is, is that, is that you're choosing to be negative about a trade 
that clearly has massive positive implications yes. for the future. And, and listen, I, I, who, who, where, where are some of our guys who are anti on this? Um, let's see. The overrated podcast says, what moves should the Warriors make? Trade James Wiseman. Trade James Wiseman. Uh, Kyler Johnson says, go vent somewhere else. The comments isn't the place. Well, I don't know it about is. that. It is. Yeah, I don't know can. about that. Absolutely. Yeah. J-Rod. Jazz will make a move today. I think KO and JC and Rudy, they'll all be dealt. They should. Um, you know, like, I, I'm interested if somebody wants to, you know, like, I, I don't mind. There's one. Darren Broom says it's not a win. Okay, Darren, the floor is yours. Give me a comment and let's talk about, you know, what are your thoughts on it? Why is it a bad trade? Like, you're not wrong for having an opinion. And I know there's a lot of the new people here today and whatnot, but our philosophy on this show is your interaction is critical to the program. And the reason that we do it is because we realize that our opinion is not the only opinion. Program. We think it drives the conversation forward. It drives narratives forward. But if you say something we disagree with, should we just like pat you on the back and be like, oh, good point, buddy. All right, go get a popsicle now. Like that's not, a, that's not what conversation's about. You know, uh, James Knight, good morning, my guy. Well, there is the Don will never get traded thing. Yeah, I mean, there is a ton of people who are like, Don's never getting traded. And I think, you know, the Donovan Mitchell trade is very interesting because I also think that that situation evolved, right? Like that situation evolved over time. Like, and the funny thing is, like Woj reported, like the minute the Rudy Gobert trade happened, he said exactly what we had been saying for like six months. Yeah. The Jazz are going to build around Donovan Mitchell and bring in players to, to play to his strengths. Yeah. And then a week later, they traded Donovan Mitchell. Or whatever it was. Or a month later, they traded Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. Things change in the NBA. And so that's why it doesn't bother you when somebody's like, oh, you got this wrong. Okay, cool, man. Oh, it wasn't Clarkson. It was Beasley. Okay, cool. Things change all the time. Every day, conversations happen, they evolve, they change. But the one thing that never changes is change. It is constant in the NBA. Yeah. You cannot stand still in the NBA and hope to win multiple championships. You, th this is a Jazz team that's never won an NBA title. That's about to change. It's about to change. So change is constant, and it's important. It's necessary. So in a league where we get attached to players – Stay with Donovan Mitchell and be a fan of Donovan Mitchell. Stay with Rudy Gobert and be a fan of Rudy Gobert. But you're always going to be a fan of the Jazz. And when they win, you will attach yourself to a player on that team. Yep. And there's nothing wrong with getting rid of Beasley, Clarkson, Fando, Rudy, Don. It's a necessary part of the process. Thanks. That's what I would say. It is a necessary part of the process. Um, let's go. Kenny says, I, I think jazz fans were also heavily overvaluing the players we had. Oh, there is no doubt about that. Yeah. No doubt about that. No doubt about that at all. Uh, Brett Burnett says cap space is important, but you need to know how to use it with your assets. I would think Danny Ainge is an expert at that. Which I would again, think is not, I mean, do we agree that Danny Ainge is good at leveraging his cap to build championship teams? Yeah, and whoever but, thought that Kevin Garnett was going to go to Boston and Ray Allen and all of those guys that made that team happen. Y'all feel me? And then, by the way, when Danny was cutthroat and sent those guys to Brooklyn to die. Like, 
Whoever thought Kevin Garnett would end his career with Brooklyn? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, because that's where his, I agree with you. That's where his career went to die. Yeah, it it it, it is what it is, right? Um, let's see. Uh, Haney Lee says us Jazz fans are pretty spoiled. Actually, we have been to the playoffs a total of thirty-one times in forty-nine seasons, and this is including when it was in New Orleans. But you know what? You know what, man? I think. I think I go back to like the Tyrone Corbin days. <laughs> go back to the post Jerry days. Yeah. Go back to the post LHM days. The minute that LHM left this world, the game completely changed in Utah. The minute that Jerry Sloan walked away from the Jazz, the game completely changed. The minute that Tyrone Corbin became one of the most mediocre underachieving head coaches in the NBA. You were forever changed. And then you brought in Quinn Snyder. And what's the lesson that we all learned in the Quinn Snyder era or that we should have learned? Good is not great. They were good under Quinn Snyder. They were never great. And not to keep telling you, hey, I told you so. All those days where we got our ass beat on this show, because people, we, when we would say, hey, this is not the best team in the, in the NBA. Well, they've got the best record. That doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Can't win with Rudy. Oh, you guys. Are... They were always good. They were never great. Now you have a chance to be great. You have the chance to build what the Warriors built. Now they did it very differently. Very differently. But you have a chance to build that caliber of team. You have a chance to build the Lakers caliber of team. You have a chance to build the Boston, the Milwaukee's. You have a chance to build that caliber of team. Let's surmise that they keep their draft pick in this draft and they pick fifth. Yeah. Tenth. Because this draft is probably 50 starters deep. And you hit a home run in the draft. Think about what that means. You hit a home run in the draft, get 60, 70 million dollars in cap space. You got a ton of draft picks to trade. Yeah. Think about what that means. The world is your oyster. There is nothing you cannot do. Facts. Nothing you cannot do. I mean, it's it's crazy. So keep saying it's a bad trade. I mean, that's fine. I mean, you can keep saying it's a bad trade, but the reality is, is that's just it's just not true. Yeah. Uh let's see. K Tyler P says KOJC gay all gone today for sure. Yeah, and I think the question is should be or are? Should be for sure. I don't know about R. I think I think I, I'm telling you, Ryan's affinity with JC is real, and I think that there's deals out there for Gay and KO. But I think the trouble is, is that it's like, hey, what trade do we want to make? What deal do we actually want to have? That's yeah. the that's the question. Yep. Uh, let's see. K. Nuren says Danny is being Danny. That is what the Jazz need, and Danny we trust. Yes, Noah Young. Yes, guys, trust an Ainge. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. 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 yes, Kyler McIntosh. Imagine being chained to Conley's $24 million next year when he's on the bench for half the season. I'm glad we won't be. Yeah. You, and again, something else we got our ass kicked yep. for. Yep. You should have never signed him to that extension. Dude shouldn't be here, but he is. And now you did this deal, and now you got value. And you're, you know what? So yep. that's how it works. Uh, Tom Erickson, I truly don't think it's an exciting return immediately for the Jazz. So I get disappointed. I get disappointment on that level. Okay. I can understand that. Okay. 
that like okay well cool. and this yeah. is ken, ken williams may have made the best point of the day yeah when he said this year we're going to be bad and that's what he means by tanking okay so you're disappointed that the rest of this season you're going to be bad yeah my opinion is the future and the brightness of the future far outweigh that disappointment that's how i look at it because i don't care about this year I, yeah. I don't care about this year this year has always been about remaking the 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 foundation of the ball club. Right. Like we've got this young head coach who damn it, can you please coach defense, please? You've no. got this you've got this great young head coach. You've got Larry Marketing, you you've got Walker Kessler, Ochai Agbaji. Again, I think he's an apple at the grocery store like there's dude that dude's out there a thousand times, but okay, fine. So we've got Larry, we've got Walker, we've got Ochai You've got sixty to seventy million dollars in cap space and fifteen protect or fifteen first round picks. I don't. I. I've. Dude, it, wait. I just said that. I think it moved a little bit. Yeah, like, did, are you did kidding you me? Did you just say fifteen? First I said round fifteen. Picks? I said fifteen. Jesus. And look at that. Speaking of making it move a little bit, where is it? Show it to me. Landon Larson, the newest member. Let's go. Let's Hell go. Yeah. Hell Let's yeah. go. Get on board. Get on board, man. Let's go. La Landon Larson, make sure you direct message Jake on Instagram. SLC Jake, you are now part of the program. You are now in the members only Instagram chat group, which currently program. is ball breaking me for not being awake when the Kevin Durant trade happened. Bro. This is what this group has, has become, and this is why I love our, our membership group so much. Yeah. Last night as the trade is happening, people are like, who's going to hit the button to call Monty and oh, let him know? Oh, you guys going to go live? You going to go live at 1.59 a.m.? <laughs> you going live? I freaking love it, dude. Like, this group is so good. <laughs> this group, I'm telling you, um, Ty Duke in this group says, well, we know why PHX was holding on to their picks. Saw something this morning about Bridges' price could be three picks. Does he play the three? He does play three. So we get really good basketball talk, really good ball busting. Ken talking about cattle. Salty drunk not paying us 4X gold beer from Australia, <laughs> mate. Congratulations, Lar um, Landon Larson. You're now part of that group. Hit the join button. It's $9.99 a month. You Do can it. cancel at any time. Do you it. get access, by the way, the Big 5-0 birthday bash. We're working on details. We'll talk a lot more about that uh, from Tahoe next week. Uh, but the Big 5-0 Birthday Bash, Maverick Center, March 10th, uh, you get access to um, two of the best football players in Utah yeah. are coming to my birthday party. Max Tooley from BYU, uh, who you know is a stud. He is one of the guys that's come back. He is Maximus. You got to love that guy. You got to yes. love Brand Keithy, the best tight end in the country, coming back to Utah. I'm for real. Max, Brant, they're coming to the, the Utah Grizzlies game against the Kansas City Mavericks on March 10th. Make sure you get your tickets, utahgrizzlies.com. Use the promo code JYMonty to get a, a discounted ticket. Anybody that's a member of the program gets into the Big 5-0 birthday bash. Yep. And you get to take pictures with, get autographs with, program. have dinner with, talk program. to, hang out with. Yeah. Let's go. Do it. Let's go. Meet a legend. It's going to be amazing. That's March 10th here at Maverick Center. We'll have a lot more details on that coming up. But Landon Larson, welcome to the program, my friend. Appreciate, Appreciate you. you being here. Uh, 
Showshot973 says, Will Hardy's okay. And that's it. Stop right there. Will Hardy's okay. I am really concerned about his ability to coach up the defense. Yeah. I am quite concerned about that. Uh, CM says, I think the Jazz are in a great position, and I'm a Knicks fan. Well, dude, the Knicks need to make a deal today, CM. Like, I mean. Yeah, what do we got here? Uh, four hours or yeah, so? Yeah, one o'clock. It's four hours away. Four yeah. hours and eight and a half minutes. Yeah. Is OG Ananobi going to be wearing a Nick uniform today? Is Jordan Clarkson going to be wearing a Nick uniform today? It's a big question. Jacob Yates, what's up? The great point guards of the Jazz. Stockton, D-Will, D-Rose, and Westbrook. Bonkers. Who's next? Bro, you're, you're missing the lead. How are you not including Ricky Rubio? Hello? No. Come on, guy. How? Neto. <laughs> Come on, man. That's it. That's my guy, Ben Napoleon Wilson. Yeah. Who always, every time that name had come up on our show at K-Fan, would be like, how? Neto. <laughs> Let's go. And my Monty fan says, welcome, Landon Larson. Uh, Hullabilly says, the only thing you guys cannot uh, do is be Blackhawk fans. That's a no-no. Dude. That's a, no, no. Dude. The Minnesota Wild are in the no-no zone. Yeah, Okay, dude. don't I mean, touch my no-no zone. Yeah. Don't touch me there. That, sir, is my no-no square. Thank you. Be better. Thank you. Be better. <laughs> Hullabilly's my dude, man. Uh, Brent Burnett says, KO to the Celtics. Hullabilly says, welcome, Landon. Eric C. Eric C. What's up, buddy? Welcome our San Diego, our San Diego enclave. Westbrook would love SLC. Maybe not uh, some of the people in SLC. Well, you know. Uh, Alex says uh, someone will get desperate after the KD deal and overpay for That's what JC. I'm saying, dude. I don't disagree with that. Lopes Van Gabe says, uh, let's go, Landon. On, Welcome dude. to the show. Landon, are you in Utah, bro? Yeah, Landon, what's your story? Where, where are you at, bro? Uh, Sam Lott says, and now we're overachieving. Came out of nowhere. I've been a fan for 36 years, gents, and the draft and hitting a home run is eh. I don't disagree with that. I'm not a build through the draft guy. There's so few stories around the league of the Giannis's or the Steph Clay and Dre's like, or the Jason Tatum's, but Danny doesn't know how to use the draft. I think you see so few of those stories. Yeah, you know, and you you look at Phoenix. Phoenix was built on Chris Paul, right? Not NIL coach. That was built on Chris Paul going to the we NBA finals. We built this program on NIL. You didn't coach. You actually built it on Chris Paul. We right? really did. Yeah. Um, so I just, I think I don't disagree with you, Sam. I don't disagree with you. Uh, mayor Bolton, the mayor of Monty town is officially welcome. I have a proclamation from the desk of the mayor. That's right. Let's go. Jeremy Bolton. Um, uh, Brent Burnett says Memphis is desperate in the Pelicans as well. The Pelicans haven't made a move yet. Yeah. And they need and to bro. The Pelicans were in on Malik Beasley and, yeah. and this is what we've been talking about. Danny has had deals on his table for how long weeks, a month. And I think, I wonder if Matt Ishbia had taken over the club in the summer, would Kevin Durant have been a, a Phoenix Sun this whole year? Yeah, I think so. Mm. I think so. But, you know, the, but again, it works out timing-wise. The desperation of the deadline coming and passing, you know, pushes owners to do what they need to do. Um, Nets desperate to move Simmons, so maybe Jazz capitalized on eating that contract. Mm, Why would you want, you want Ben Simmons? Mm, Why would you want Ben Simmons? Yeah, mm. uh, Ira in Jutta says every franchise has an opportunity 
It's to strip it all down and have unlimited future. Clippers had one pick, the number one pick for like 10 years. With the number one pick in the draft, the racist Los Angeles Clippers select Benoit Benjamin and his entourage. Wow. You guys remember Benoit Benjamin? Dude. That's the biggest human I've stood next to. Like, And I'm a big human. Yeah. You know, uh, Tyler edits says I would much rather tank when the West is, is this, uh, loaded. The jazz rebuild is a masterclass thunder and jazz will be battling for the next decade. That's what I'm saying, dude. Okay. So I'm saying, but like, seriously, this is what I was saying. LeBron is going to age out of the league. Katie's going to age out of the league. Steph is going to age out of the league. So now those three teams are going to have to remake themselves. And there's not another Kevin Durant, LeBron James, falling off trees. And so I look at the talent that's left after those guys and it's Devin Booker, it's John ja Morant, it's, you know, these different guys who are next. And so to me, I agree with this comment a lot. I think that you have opportunity in the long term as well. And I know jazz fans, you know, want to say, well, you know, cap space doesn't mean you want anything. And, you know, you, you can have the number one pick like 50 years in a row and you'll never do anything. And I'm saying you can have that viewpoint if you like. That's your right. I'm not having that viewpoint. I'm not doing that. I'm saying that Danny Ainge is operating and has a plan. That's that's where I'm at with this whole thing. Yeah, I think it I think it is and I'm sorry, I'm I'm being obnoxious and texting with people, but um Cavs are close on Joe Harris and Royce O'Neal. See? Again, what did we just say twenty minutes ago? The yeah. Cavs are a team. See, again, and this plays right into this comment too. I, I agree with this standpoint. The Cavs are a team that have the opportunity to go out and chase the Eastern Conference Championship. I don't know about an NBA Finals appearance, but but if you can go out and get to the, the Eastern Conference Championship, you've had a hell of a season. Look at Tanner Plummer. Says, my video played in class. My teacher and everyone liked it. Thanks again for letting me do the video about your show. Appreciate Tanner that, dude. Plummer, who is a member of the program, right. uh, made a video about us. He's in college. He's a college student in bro, trying bro. to get his marketing stuff done certification degree uh, and he did a video about our show and everybody liked it uh sam lott uh i don't see the jazz doing the same thing the cap space is cute but until the so-called superstar gets traded here or signs here i'm not going Ooh, you mean when you I say like you're that. not going does that mean you're not going to jazz games or how, like or does that just mean you're not going to i'm not going to buy in unless it happens been a fan too long to see the jazz making a splash oh okay yeah i don't i don't disagree with that and that's fair if you if you want to have that that's fine but i i just it's different now this is not dennis Lindsay anymore uh, dude. and that's the thing i think yeah. like the days of dante exum and rodney hood yeah, like, are over. Yeah, that's stupid. Danny Ainge is not drafting Doke. Danny Ainge is like I. I just think that you that the the biggest question I'm asked all the time is how much control does Danny Ainge have? Is he more worried about his season tickets at BYU or building a good team? Danny Ainge is all in on the Utah Jazz. Yeah, and I I love Jay Z. Hey man, Jay Z. Jay Z. Jay Z. Justin Zanuck is a very good general manager. He's not pulling the strings here. Yeah, he. It, 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 I am told that the way their process works is, Danny Ainge has relationships. Justin Zanuck may, does some initial outreach, and the yay or the nay and the the tweaks and all that are done by Danny Ainge and Ryan Smith. Are we clear on that? And hey, look, I think that's how it should be. That's how it should be. And if you're if you're Ryan Smith and you don't want to trade just or Jordan Clarkson, don't do it. But you're getting in the way. You hire basketball guys, let them basketball. Yeah. Uh, JB, Jeremy Bolton says, three known facts in the member chat. Water's wet. Monty 
is sleeping through big trades and Alex Caruso is an overrated bum. Well, I believe that that's the mon- I, I think that, and I could be wrong. I believe that's in the mission statement Jeremy Bolton wrote for the show. Yeah, I believe so. I believe so. You know, you know. Uh, Kyler says, Kenny, correction, we have two players in a seven-foot paperweight. What did Kenny say? What did I mean? What, what the heck? Yeah, where the hell is Kenny? Uh, let's see. Kenny says, fun fact, we have three players left that were here before the season. JC, Doak, and Gay. Well, I would agree that Doak is a seven-foot paperweight. Homie just, if you watch him run, he's a leg dragger. He's not a guy that... Buddy is not a power runner up the floor. You know. And as a, you know, as Sam Locke can tell you, I'm a prolific runner. I'm not at all. Like, I can run better than Doak can run. Right. Okay, that's a lie. Uh, James Knight uh, says, don't do an Australian accent, Monty. It's a train wreck. Mike. Uh, show shot says, uh, Dante Axum bust. Absolutely. Facts, facks. Man, I, another 1320 K fan, the sports leader, Kyle Gunther and I are doing the show at, um, a bar, a restaurant somewhere when they drafted Dante Axum and he, and they were like all excited about it. But I think Ben Anderson was there as well. And they were like, Oh, great. Blah, blah. I was like, Hey man, this guy's not good. He's because it's he garbage. opted out of college. Hasn't really competed at a high level. Doesn't have an NBA body. Ah! And then he's, he's playing. I can't remember where he's playing somewhere like in a foreign country. Yeah. And somebody texted me that I knew at the jazz and was like, Hey, uh, Dante Exum just tore his ACL. Oh, what do you know? And so I'm like, I don't remember if it was, I think I tweeted it out, and people were like, you're a liar. You're a liar. Think that's HIPAA? You'll never be Kyle Gunther. And then the news comes out. Uh, hey, Dante Exum tore his ACL. <laughs> I was <laughs> a huge bust. He, you, this, is the t- this is the same team that could have had Devin Booker. Coulda, yeah. shoulda, woulda. Uh, Alex says, uh, we'll be there for flats on your birthday bash. There will be Damn no flats. Damn right, Alex. Sir? Sir? I'm sneaking flats into this event. Sir? I'm doing it. Sir. Over under on if I can get Brant Keithy to eat a chicken wing that's a flat. Sir. Uh, Eric C. says, we have a good history of developing draft picks. Of not developing draft picks. Is that what it says? Of not developing draft picks. Okay. I can't read. It's <laughs> Kyler says, you can't trade players for a while after they are acquired and trade. Nah, that's not true. It depends on their experience. It, yep. it is all a matter of their contract. When were they extended? And There's a big formulaic thing. Uh, to that a quadratic equation and stuff. Yeah. Uh, all right. A couple more. Then we got to roll. Uh, Dante Exum, the fifth pick bust. Uh, Brent Burnett says, okay, uh, WB. So we can, uh, we can have fun. Imagine WB pulling a Brooks as Brooks loves the booze. Okay. I'm not, I West bro. You, you got, you got to chill out on that crack, bro. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, no more ayahuasca. Y'all feel Doke me? Doke runs like Peyton Manning, flat footed and cinder block strapped to his shoes. Jesus. <laughs> Come on, let's go, Schlepprock. Oh, my God. Tyler Edits says, Mike Maples, no, we have the worst picks of the Nets, Sixers, Rockets. So it's the Sixers. Yeah. Uh, So most likely it'll be the Sixers pick. Correct. Uh, Bro, Danny is looking to make us the 2000 San Antonio Spurs. We'll have reloading picks for the second half of the decade if we want to use them. Seriously. I think he's going to trade most of them, dude. I really do. Uh, Jorge Arizaga says, George. George George says tanking. Hey, you start um, talking shit. You know, it's fine. James Knight 
Says, I watched Dante Exum's dad play in Australia, mate. Put, Australia, a, shrimp, mate. put a shrimp on the barbie for me, mate. <laughs> I only said that because you said not to. I watched Dante Exum's you dad your play mind. in the Australian league, mate. Uh, in, in great big knee braces, his injuries are genetic. Trust me. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. Uh, Caruso has a horrible hide my stash IQ. Ask the airport police. Uh-huh. Wow. Noah Young says, love this show. Keep it up. Appreciate you guys. <laughs> Where did we end up? Did we cross 11,000 subs? Did we cross 11,000 subs? Did we cross 11,000 subs? Dun, dun. I don't think so. Dun, dun. Uh, 10,900 dun, dun. and 68. No, we we were in the 80s, were we not? No. Oh. 10,968. Oh. So we're just 32 away from 11,000. Let's go. Hit the like button on the way out the door. The Monty Show, as always, is presented by our good friends at The Advocates, theadvocates.com. Should the Jazz make another move, we will likely pop back on. Maybe we'll pop back on around one mountain time. We'll let you know. Uh, if you're a member of the program, you'll know first because we always tell our members what we're doing the first. Show uh, consider joining our membership, $9.99. Australia, mate! <laughs> Until tomorrow, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.